Hello and welcome to the Frozen Tundra Dynasty Podcast. I'm your commish, Austin Coombs. Next to me, as always, is my co-host, Jacob Sanderson. What's up, Bisons? We're going into a lovely week 10 here. we got a special co-host here today, a guest. Uh, you guys know him as the guy who makes terrible trades and gets roasted on this show every single week. We know him as Brad Henderson. Brad, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. How's, how's life? <laughs> It's good. How's, yeah. uh, how's uh, hockey going? Uh, not so good, but hey, at least my fantasy team is doing way better. <laughs> Two wins in a row. Two not wins as, in Not a as row. good as four wins <laughs> no, in, in a row. row. We are riding high Says today. tank champion. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Ever since I've turned my team to, into tank variations mode. of tank puns, <laughs> we haven't lost the game. So. Apparently we all need to tank yeah. to win. So, uh, yeah, looking Who forward knew? to... Uh, Good week of football here, uh, playoff picture's coming up, and so, uh, yeah, let's get right into it today, getting a nice uh, show here, so let's get started. I have several questions. So today we're going to start off with our quick question, and I think this one goes straight out to Mr. Thomas Tipple, or as we call him, the, call him Timothy Tipple. Uh, Jacob, morality in fantasy football. Do you want to give us a quick, uh, as an arts major, uh, what does morality mean in your words? Oh boy. Um, to me, morality is a set of norms and guidelines and principles that one lives their life by um, in accordance with their conception of the good life and in a way that they would want to be treated by others. I, so I, I like your definition there. Uh, and so I think the question goes, uh, is there morality in fantasy football? And you know what? Should I explain why this question comes up or do you want to take it today? Um, I would love to, you know what, why don't you, you, you give know an what? unbiased perspective. So as an unbiased person here, uh, I'll just tell you that I get a text from Jacob saying, are you seeing what's going on right now? And I say, no, I have a life outside of fantasy football, Jacob, well, which of course that. Jacob doesn't have. But, um, I go in my thing and I see this weirdest trade and we'll talk about these trades, but, uh, Kieran and Tom do this trade and then they do the exact same trade in reverse. And I'm, I'm curious because wh- why would you make the trade in the first place? Turns out um, the wrong M. Brown was included in the trade. So I believe it was Tom included uh, Mal- no, it was Malcolm Kieran. instead of Marquise. Ma- yeah, Malcolm Brown two M. instead Browns. of Marquise Brown. And so A, that is why you don't uh, have the last name of Brown unless you want to go to the NFL and that makes sense. And B, uh, you name your kid something more original with like a Z, like uh Oh, have you heard like about Zay the? Jones? Have you yeah? Have you heard about the guy that just committed to LSU? Mm-hmm. Um, his name's like best ever or something like that. Oh. First name, name greatest. Yeah, De- last name De- ever. To ever do it. Yeah, Decold. Yeah, Decoldest. Decoldest is first name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look him up. He's a wide receiver for LSU. Middle name is to ever do it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the trade got reversed, and while we're. While they were going to finish up that trade, um, someone, and I'm not going to name names, uh, decided to sneak into Kieran's DMs and say, hey, I will beat this offer, uh, so just let me know. And now uh, Kieran has decided to hold off. Now, we don't know if that's because certain unnamed members yet have decided to try and sneak into this trade once uh, Tom's hand was revealed, or if rather Kieran didn't realize which M. Brown was being discussed, in which case... He just didn't I, want to do the trade. I think this is a, a case of which. what can M. Brown do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Kieran, one day you're going to have to come up on the pod and explain the back end of this deal. Because, um, Elise, whenever I have mentioned to you, um, I, I don't know if you ever wanted to trade Marquise Brown or not, or it might have just been a mix-up. But my, my, my perspective is simple. To me, if I, if I see a trade that, that I think is a poor value, um, I am by nature an empathetic person. I don't like to see anyone get, get poor value on trades. Um, and so I, I would like to just reach out to that person and say, like, hey, here's my entire roster. Um, pick whatever combination of picks and players you'd like better than what he's offering you. And let's make a deal because I'd like to beat that offer. Um, this situation could have been avoided um, if Tom, um, in his advanced age, was able to read the difference between Marquise and Malcolm. Um, I had his glasses on. And, and, um, <laughs> uh, and we are where we are. By the way, Kieran, um, we're, we're, we're sitting here on Thursday night and, or Wednesday night. Still still love to make that deal. Um, and uh, please, you know, send a counter my way. Accept my offer. Let's make this work. So, yeah, the unnamed person obviously was Jacob. Shocker. Trying to make a deal. Um, so, Brad, what are your thoughts? Big on, structural um, change. Yeah. So, uh, Jacob, obviously, you don't believe there's morality in football whatsoever. Fuck no. Um, Brad, there's you're no crying in baseball. And there's no morality in fantasy football. Brad. And there's no yelling at slow pitch. And there's no black <laughs> people in hockey. Or each other. Just remember that. PK, P- PK Subban <laughs> says you're racist. Wow. Okay, then. Uh, Brad, uh, what are your thoughts? I, I, th- I think... Uh, Unintentionally, his his hand got shown in that situation. <laughs> it, well, it, it's unfortunate it happened, but it was unintentional. But I can I think kind of at that point, once everybody knows what's going on, it's kind of fair game to do. I mean, I mean, if we're gonna talk about morals, let's talk about how Tom flipped Kirk on me when he wasn't supposed to. What do you mean he wasn't supposed to? What was there collusion? Well, was, no. Sorry, were you admitting well, you to collusion? To? Whoa, no. whoa, whoa! Time no, out! Time out! Was, was there collusion? It was more of like a. Like a bro code kind of thing. Like, like was he on loan? It was part of the deal where it's like, okay, well, I'll give you Kirk for that player. It's like, And all of a sudden he's like, well, I think I might trade Kirk. I'm like, you fucking dick. I did not want to include him at all on that trade. but So why did... Okay. Well, that's a good segue. I didn't like it. Wait, wait, wait. So I still gotta, I still gotta give mine. Kirk away. Um... No, I think... Because I'm going to ask you on some of your on, on some of these trades and we'll give you a chance. Like, I think in fantasy football anything's fair. Okay, well, we're going to... Garbage. We're going to pause that, and we'll get to it in a second here. Uh, mine, a shocker in case you haven't been listening to the oh, podcast yeah. the last few weeks. Uh, no, there is no morality in fantasy football. You are a GM of your team. Be on the phones, be on the phones, be on the phones. Like, reach out to guys all the time and let them know who you're eyeing and who you want to talk to. For example, uh, Lindsay and I had a great trade lined up. Uh, Evan Ingram shouldn't have been on my team. Granted, he's out this week. Did you hear? I'm really pissed. Can you trade Evan? him to me? Huh? Yeah, Evan Ingram's in a few leagues. I've offered you oh, a lot of deals for him. I'm but, so interested. Uh, but... Uh, me and Lindsay had a trade. We were good to go. I said I'd accept it at the end of the week because I liked some matchups. Um, the trade was not, you know, being moved. I came to record the, Jake, uh, the podcast with Jacob, told him who was involved in the trade, and he immediately offered to beat it. And his offer was a lot better, in my opinion, than Lindsay's. Uh, Lindsay, I let him argue back his point, but he never upped his offer. Uh, in the end, uh, Evan Ingram is still on my team. And I had zero problem pulling that trade. Uh, Lindsay calls me, quote, a shady motherfucker. <laughs> And uh, threatened to uh, never help me coach in the volleyball world again. Um, he did confirm uh, last podcast, though, that we are still friends and that I can still help him out. But, uh, that yeah, I have no problem 
screwing people in my division especially. Like, I don't mind. I don't care about screwing you guys. We're all in different divisions. But if I can screw Kieran, I can screw Lindsay. That just makes my path to the playoffs every year a little bit easier. So, Tom, I'm sorry. There is no morality in fantasy football. If you want morality... Go hold hands and work at a daycare or something like that. Sounds like you're a baby boomer, Tom. Yeah, it does so that, sound like you're a bit of a... That situation you used to explain kind of sounds like one of the trades you offered me in Yahoo. And you're like, oh, I'll accept it at the end of the day. And then you trade with, I think, him. Wait, what's this? Oh, I don't even remember this, but like this sounds trade. right. This is what like I didn't do intentionally. Antonio Brown. It was when Antonio Brown was going to be big. And oh, the one when you gave me... This is, the one, like, this is yes. the one when you gave me Antonio Brown for Curtis Samuel? <laughs> and then you're like, yes. I'll accept your trade tomorrow. And then the next day... No accept trade on, on your end. All of a sudden, it's like Austin trades this player to Jacob. <laughs> like, what the hell? That was my trade. <laughs> well, that was when I just turned Curtis Samuel to Chris Carson by playing Antonio Brown middleman. Yeah. So definitely no morality. That yeah. was fun. I like that one. <laughs> that was, that was a Look, here's one. my perspective. Once It's a little bit different like with some of these multiplayer trades. But someone like, like I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. We're talking about, it. We're talking about Julian Edelman, <laughs> right? It's pretty obvious the situation. Kieran's a four and five team right now. That's on the outside looking in. Could make it, but but it's not. He's got two guys ahead of him in his own division. But but it wouldn't be the most likely outcome. It's not the modal outcome. Julian Edelman's a thirty-three year old receiver with a forty-two year old quarterback whose value is probably higher now than it will be at this point next season. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm Kieran right now, I'm, I I would just talk to all eleven other teams or at least the five or six teams that are in the playoff hunt and say, what would you give me for Julian Edelman, and just take the highest offer. Um. I mean, realistically, you should. I think you should be exhausting your trade options so that there's never a spot where someone texts you after the trade and says, I would have given you so much more because you've already talked to everyone about yep. the guy you want to trade. Yep. And then you find out how much more you can get. Brad, I would have given you so much more for like every deal that you ever made with Tom. <laughs> yeah, stop trading with Tom. Tom's just, Tom is literally bending you back over uh, the couch I, I and so. watching TV while he fucks you. I, I honestly don't think so. I, think. Right. Well, I mean, compared to what he'd I, I, give you. Yeah, but... A lot of the trades were players that I needed, and I think I got more depth from him than I would elsewhere. I've seen some of the trades that people have offered me, and some of them are pretty garbage. And yeah. When you try to kind of push it further, they're just like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to kind of give up that yeah. much. Then counter like, one of my offers. You never counter. So um, we're going to get into uh, the big segment here, which is interesting. Like, I'll, go, I'll get you in the Kirk trade as to what I would offer for that same cast of characters. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into here. Our main content this episode is interviewing Brad, getting to know him. Um, Brad, first and foremost, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, actually, before you start, I forgot to mention, how do we all know Brad? So um, a lot of this league actually comes from our softball league, obviously. Uh, Brad, actually, the three of us, yeah, Brad, Jacob, and I are the only original members yeah, from what was getting to second base, the original Fireball softball team. Which was my idea for the name, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Brad did yeah. take credit. So that team was started by a bunch of Kin Games people, which is how I got involved. A bunch of Greeks, so frats and sorority people, sorority, which yeah. is how Brad got involved. And then I dragged Jacob out because I knew he liked baseball and was supposedly pretty good at it. And so the three of us more or less had to take over that team because Leah Kerger was useless. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bad. There's a playoff hey, hey guys, photo. Uh, our game is tonight. Uh, I'll see you there yeah. five minutes before the game. Yeah, guys, I can't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working. So, so Didn't you know you were working We had, like, before? multiple love triangles on that team. Oh, it was God. wonderful. We, yeah. had, it was just... we had freaking Brad and his ex on the team. Oh, oh, and then we had, uh, we had Leah and, and no Tori and uh, what's his name? Oh, Katzner. What was his first name? What, Braden? Braden. 
Brayden. The one that yeah, slept with Brayden. Brayden was fucking Brayden two was different like, women on our team. Brayden was fucking and they didn't yeah, know, and they played and softball Tori. together. Fucking Tori. And then <laughs> anyway, so we go to play. We go to playoffs, <laughs> and there's yeah. only eight of us Morale's in the team low. photo. Yeah. So it's kind of a Seabrook, uh, yeah. uh, Sharp situation. <laughs> yeah. Keith Sharp. So the uh, point is, uh, we're kind of the three original ones from here, and now we've developed uh, what I like to call the core of our team. We got a nice pitcher, got a nice infielder, and got a nice outfielder. It's a good. Good straight up the middle line. Ball doesn't get past us often. Well, I mean, more past me to go to Jacob. Hey, I'm getting better. I'm working on it. So, uh, yeah, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, apparently, I'm an old folk, so there's that. Yeah. I mean, I'm still in my 20s. For yeah. Another month, so let's get over that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm obviously an OG member of the uh, original Fireballs, different names. I think we've had like three different names at this point. Um. I don't know. I don't really have much to say about um, myself. I'm... I can say a bit about you. Are you the only dad in the league? Uh, so you got dad strength? That you know yeah. of. That you, I mean, do you have any kids that we don't know of? Don't have any kids. I can confirm I'm, I don't I'm have any kids. I'm pretty sure. You got yeah. the dad bod going. I got the dad bod. Hey, you're, I might look the most like, like a dad, but uh, yeah, Brad's our local dad. So Tom probably has a few kids running around that he doesn't know about. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, me, yeah. Me and Tom have been around the block a few times yeah. when we were younger. So, uh, yeah, Brad also brought us Tom to both our softball Thank league God. and our fantasy football lives. Yeah, that's uh, true. And ever since, Tom has been battening Brad over in trades. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into a couple of these. So the first question we ask everyone is, coming out of the draft, um, which you were at the draft party, good time, Sid's basement. Was, yeah, food, food. Food, man. Good food. Oh, man, we gotta, we're going to have an end-of-season thing, which uh, you guys all know about us going down to Minneapolis. We're going to have good food there. Uh, shoot me a DM if you uh, want in, because I'm booking things this week. Sliding those DMs for food. So, uh, yeah, I got it loaded here. Um, so looking at your team right off the uh, top, um, I actually really liked how you started. I don't know. Can, do you remember who your first three rounds of picks were? Fucking Without looking. Don't look. Oh. You can look at, you look at your current team if you want. But I don't even think it's on. I think one of them must have been Kittle, for sure. Kittle is your third round pick. Had to have been, yeah. First, who did I pick first? I don't even think it's on my team anymore. You took DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, yeah. He was first wide receiver off the board, right. and then you took Stefan Diggs. Stefan, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, early round, it was, yeah, Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, George Kittle, Derrick Henry. Uh, so those first four, how'd you feel coming out of that early, early draft? Then we uh, get into some of these roast picks. <laughs> There's a couple <laughs> I, good I ones I felt pretty in here. good about it at first. I got, you know, some solid receivers there, especially Kittle, who's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. And Diggs and Hopkins basically speak for themselves. They're, mm-hmm. they're studs in their own right, so... Yep. I personally hate Derrick Henry, but that's fine. That can just be me. Derrick, oh yeah, he had a great, had a great oh, game. He won way, me my league. By, by, by the way, Austin, yeah. like I, I first round of this fight yeah. <laughs> decisively oh. went to me. And last week. just side After note, that is two touchdown game in my other money dynasty league. Derrick Henry won me that week, so like had thought he was great. Get ready for him to plow through that Kansas City rush defense. Another twenty points this week. Um, so we're gonna move on though. Uh, your first four picks were nice. Uh, would you like to know who he picked at five point four? He took a quarterback. Oh, um, oh fuck! He took fucking Trubisky, didn't he? He took Trubisky. Here's a here's a couple of quarterbacks <laughs> that were seemed good at the time. Here were the next honest. three quarterbacks. I, I would still happily trade for Mitch Trubisky. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray were the next three quarterbacks off the board. But you took Trubisky before Kyler Murray and before D- Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. That doesn't seem great. He also, he also took him before Daniel Jones, and I mean, like you know, Let, let's not talk about. That. Yeah. <laughs> that, so uh, that is the flukiest pick I've ever seen in my life. Which the Daniel Jones? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's just Marty being a homer. Well, that pick was ridiculous, but yeah. I, so yeah, I'm trying to think in hindsight. No, even in in hindsight, I 
Well, I definitely would have taken Murray and Prescott ahead of Trubisky. I might have taken Trubisky ahead of Russell Wilson, actually. In yeah. Still. But, I mean, uh, like, history, though, with Trubisky, though, like, yeah. with the stats and, like, how he's played. Like, there's no way you could predict, you know, the garbage he's putting up this no. year. Like, no I have chance. To, to, be in, to be fair to Brad on this one, like, I wouldn't have taken him ahead of Kyler Murray because I had Kyler Murray as my QB6 this year coming into the year. But, um... Like in in best ball drafts this year, Mitch Trubisky was my most drafted quarterback. Yeah, because he's just um, good. So like, the, I think the issue with him is like he's never been a good passer, mm-hmm. but he used to be good at fantasy because he would run. And now like he was kind of Josh Alleny, but yeah. now he doesn't run anymore. So he's just yeah. shitty. So that was kind yeah. of a bad one there. You got Duke Johnson, Christian Kirk, Darrell Henderson, a uh, good young Darrell. Darrell. Daryl Henderson. Yeah, who he, who he dropped, yeah, and I got on my team now for $4. You know, you know, yeah. his family history. Uh, and then, you're, of course, you got to roast you just for a bit for this homer pick of Nikhil Harry. Uh, I think it's a good I think it's a good pick. He's still on your roster, I assume? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good. Jimmy G. I've got, I've got uh, do you have Kareem right Hunt right still on your roster? Yes, I do. Oh, Kareem Hunt. That'll be a big wild card. Kick him off. Took, uh, <laughs> took him in the 11th round. Uh, Manuel Sanders, Vance McDonald, Cleveland Browns defense in the 14th round. Yeah, that's a choice. That's a choice. That was, that was a choice and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you also had uh, Joe Flacco, Teddy Bridgewater in the twentieth. Not a bad. That was a good there. pick. Um, I, I, John, I was mad about that you pick know when you made it. I want couple a couple ones. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater in the twentieth. Thinks a good pick. Danny Amendola in the nineteenth. He's bounced around a few rosters, but that was a yeah. decent pick. John Ross in the eighteenth. Really good pick. Really good pick there. He's, he's still on your team, right? Too, yeah. He's on IR. Yeah. But Adrian Peterson in the 17th. Play. He's on my roster currently, and you know what? I think he was great depth. So actually, I think overall, like I don't know how you felt at the end of the draft. I liked your team looking my back. Draft, like, I, you always draft well. Yeah. My draft felt really good going into it, and like once I saw on my on my selections, like I felt pretty confident with it. Trubisky's fucked me constantly this entire year. I'm shocked you have a tilt trader. I'm kind of holding out to see if maybe. But what, you know, what at maybe, this point would you accept for Mr. Trubisky in a trade? I'd probably accept, you know, a trash can itself. <laughs> would you Would you accept <laughs> one about, how beer? About, how about I'll give you my 2022 third round pick? <laughs> he will give you a lottery ticket in a draft <laughs> class with a bunch a of high school kids. Probably have a better chance of Actually, real question What do you think Mr. Trubisky's trade value is at this point? In a super flex league, he's still worth at least a second. Because at the end of the day, oh, he's yeah, still currently... I don't own any second round picks, except for the one that I'm trying to trade for Julian. I'm Allen still thinking he's just having a bad year. Yeah, I think a lot of it is Matt Nagy is overthinking things right now. Yeah. And so I don't even think it's Mitch so much, is that he's shown at times he's competent. Like, they I should, mean, he struggles they with should've... downfield accuracy. Yeah. Like, he's... He's not good. No. He could be fantasy serviceable again. Yes. He still can't hit open receivers. But in a is. super flex league, he is a 15-16 quarter... Or no, it's probably too high. Like an 18-19 quarterback. No. And an 18-19 quarterback, you're like... No. I, he's I a low-end... Mid I to low-end, too. I could easily name 20 quarterbacks that I would take ahead of Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> well, yeah, now, but... Oh, yeah, not at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year. Oh, at the beginning like, of the year, he was a top 12, 12 guy for me. Yeah. yeah, but... but yeah. I mean, but you got, you got to look at like As the offensive right, right stats now, too for Chicago. A lot, yeah. of their, a lot of their offensive stats are pretty bad too. So it's not it's not just Mitch himself. It's that offense. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah, he's had a terrible second yeah. season. He oh, he needs to make some adjustments. And he's look and like everybody thought he was the best thing he ever. He was really good last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, definitely a little shocking. Um, it's uh, just it's just bizarre. Like the the only change on their offense is changing. Like personnel wise, is changing Jordan Howard for David Montgomery, which should be fine. Sh- should be an improvement, or at least the same. Like I don't understand why why Nagy's forgotten how to coach. It's really weird. Yeah, 
So uh, we're going to go through a few of the changes you've made to your team. Obviously, you did some dumb things in here, in our opinion. <laughs> There's only two um, trades that I would really But no, specifically, you, you dropped uh, Darrell Anderson. Oh, yeah, I don't know why you Darryl dropped Anderson. Anderson, but I appreciate There's that. There's a reason that. I can't remember why. Yeah. Well, he wasn't playing in the beginning of the year because Malcolm Brown was ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, I think at the time I had to make a decision on, you know, somebody was going to help me out right there for, for that time being, so... At that point, the most droppable person, in my opinion, was Daryl Henderson. Yeah. So uh, some of your first trades, you had two on uh, September 18th here. Uh, your first one, you traded uh, Joe Flacco and Rashad Higgins for Chris Thompson, Philip Strett, and a third. Sure. Um, <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> Joe Flacco's bench. Right. Like, in the end, it turned out to, like, to just be you trading your trash for his trash. That you you know what? And I you got, picked up Chris Thompson like three times this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, uh, you got a third from him. I hope it's still on your bench. It's Jameson's it third, so it's a late second in oh, my brain. Okay. So you know what? I'm giving you the win on that trade. Oh, by the way, this is this is my one roast of, of Jameson this week. <laughs> the dude turned down a trade for me for, I assume, more than just this reason, I hope. But he's a two and seven team that said I don't want Gerald Everett because his rest of season schedule is bad, and I just feel the need to make fun of that on the podcast. Oh, because it doesn't wait, make any he sense. didn't know like, I did this. Yeah. Yes, so he said yesterday. he wanted. He said he wanted a young tight end. So I offered so I him, offered him Gerald Everett. And I he was like, him, oh, I don't like his rest of season schedule, and I'm like, no offense, you're but your team name is next year. <laughs> you're two and seven. Why does it matter? I offered him. He was Chris, like, I want to play spoiler so that people will trade me quarterbacks. I offered see how that works out for. I offered him Chris Herndon. Because, again, young tight end that looks yeah. good. And I was like, I don't want a ton from, but, like, I got three tight ends right. on my thing. I don't need all three. And he's like, nah, you know, I want someone a bit more seasoned. I'm like, you just asked for a young tight end. What the fuck are you doing, Jameson? Jameson, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Anyways, so your second one was also that day. And this one's a lot bigger. This was with Tom. So uh, you sent, or you got Josh Gordon, homer pick, James White, homer yeah. pick, and Alvin Kamara, not a homer pick. Yeah. And Tom's third for... I uh, still have that third, too, so... Yeah, for okay. Deion... But here's the issue. You traded DeAndre Hopkins away. That's fine. Uh, Philip Dorsett. That's fine. He's not that wrong. Derek Henry. Okay. And a 2022nd. So, first off... It? Yeah. So, you oh, that's lost... A fair trade to like, me. And to me, the issue Kamara's here better was... Than Hopkins. I think like, at the time you guys bashed me for my my pick trade. This was like right when we started the podcast. Well, I, I didn't I didn't hate I didn't hate this trade because uh, basically I would look at it as like Kamara Hopkins. I think Kamara's a little better than Hopkins. He got he got a worse yeah. pick, so that kind of cancels. We'll see, but here's my thing: is, I, think, White I think Kamara and Hopkins cancels. are real similar, only because Hopkins is what. 20, he's not that. 27. Yeah, he's twenty seven. But compared to Kamara, like I think they have similar career lengths. Yeah, Kamara's and I think he's going to bounce. Though. I think he's going to bounce back. Like, yeah, running backs are a bit more valuable, but I think you could get more serviceable years out of Hopkins. So I would have been okay if the draft picks were the same. Like, I think you yeah. giving up your second for his third, especially with how things are now looking back, you're going to have a worse record than he is. I disagree. Maybe. I, I think that trade was fine. The issue is that then you traded Kamara later. I think that trade was fine. If you and I don't know if Derrick Henry and Josh Gordon are the same. Yeah. Well, I'd way rather have Derrick Henry. I'd rather have Derrick Henry, and you traded away Derrick Henry. Yeah, but, but he got James White. James White and Derrick Henry are pretty equal to me. Uh, And then Josh Gordon and Philip Dorsett. Yeah. So, you know, I think think Kamara has a little bit more value than Hopkins because receivers are tough because sometimes, you know, they're not going to have a good game. Sometimes they do and then they just go off. But Kamara's kind of like Gurley was like two, three years ago when he was just a stud. Yeah. Kamara will never get you six points. He's good for running. He's good for like. Yeah. The Ah, issue I think I have with it is Kamara always miss a game or two because he's a running back and most running backs miss a game or two. But also. 
you saw Todd Gurley. Like, last year, you would have drafted Todd Gurley top three in every single draft. Yes, he has a, a condition of his degenerate knee that is an eight-year-old mm-hmm. wo- eight-year-old woman's knee, but... So here, I mean, here would be my pushback. I kind of felt the same way at the beginning of the year, but the other thing is, like, drafting running backs is a way surer bet. Mm-hmm. Like, like take DeAndre Swift next year. Yep. There's, I don't, unless he gets drafted, like, if he gets drafted to a half-decent team, and he's, especially if he's a starter, like, he's a no-brainer. Like, yeah. look at, like, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and they weren't even, like, early first-rounders. Like, look at all the early first-round running backs, mm-hmm. like Gurley, Gordon, Zeke, Fournette. Yeah. Like, those guys are never busts. Yeah. Whereas wide receivers, like, you're probably waiting two to three years until they're really yeah. good in most cases, and they might never be good. So, your freaking DJ so like, if, so I don't hate drafts. I don't hate having a running back yeah. that's a stud. Like, that's why I moved the OBJ for Fournette, which we can argue about later. Because, like, yeah, Fournette will probably, you know, wash out a bit in, like, two, three, four years. But then I'll just draft another running back in the first round, and yeah. it'll replace yeah, it'll the production. Replace, yeah. um, here's the thing, by the way. You made six trades that we're going to talk about here. That's two of them down. Uh, four of them have been with Tom. Um, again, uh, yeah, there's, sense, there's a pattern there. I sense a hint of collusion there. Because um, you never offer anyone else it's, deals. It's more, you know, it, it's kind of like any sports league where, like, there's one team you'll trade with, you know, more so because you uh, have that relationship. So yeah. And, able to uh, discuss it better. Uh, what was it? The Leafs in Colorado lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah like along. we're, uh, we get along. Uh, by the way, Brad's a Colorado fan, uh, which means he's one of my teams to cheer for. Cause I love country and we're taking Condry's, good care, taking good care of your boy. So far. He's taking good. care of your boy, Tyson Berry. So he's been, yeah, a he's, he's, Tyson Berry's been terrible. Yeah. But I think he'll, just getting used to it. I'm hoping. I, also, I've always Mike said Babcock he's never going to be good. He's going to be your great offensive guy. He's a oh, that's terrible all we defenseman. Need. That's he's all like, we need. No, no, what we, we, what we need is someone who can clear the puck. No, we couldn't have kept Gardner. We didn't have the money to keep Gardner. The exact so, same player. Like, so back we didn't to have the money for Gardner. shit on him for like three years. Hey, we, I never we, showed we, Gardner. I like Gardner better than Barry, but we couldn't afford him. Yeah, this is a Gardner. Tyson Barry only cost us two point seven five million. We couldn't sign Gardner. So next one we've got up. You you traded. We're going to sign Muzzin for that. You traded Emmanuel. Sanders and Duke Johnson for Frank Gore, Tyrell Williams, and Untaid. Do you know what? That's At funny. first, I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, again, but like looking back, again, Sanders being moved is the only thing that sucks. Well, like, he, he, has he, all, looks, he has all these players back. So what's yeah, the you know point? What's I was going to say is like, you know what's funny? Like half those players that have traded away yeah. have gotten back in another trade. So again, I think this is actually a really close trade for as much as we uh, rip on you. Um, then we've got the one between you and Habib, uh, where you oh, that, that trade was up, ridiculous. Where you gave up. Stefan Diggs and your 2021 first for DJ Chark and your 2021 and his 2021 second. So here's the deal. Here's where I start. That was a flip trade, by the way. This yeah. One I didn't get. That was a flip but trade. But even still, like, flip and get some value. Like, you traded away a first in not as, like, it's not a 2020 first. I'm not as pissed because the 21 cost well, a little that, weaker. That, well, that, this that. is what I didn't care. You traded away the better pick and you got the worst player. That's why I didn't get it. It, it was a flip trade, so who did I end up flipping with to get... Uh, but you could have just traded... But you could have just kept Diggs and traded him and gotten more. Uh, I can't imagine that anyone... Do, do you think anyone in the league would have traded more for DJ Chark than Stefan Diggs? No. Because at the end of the day, like as much as DJ Chark has looked great, and he's like wide receiver 8 on the year right now, um, he's about to have to go through a quarterback switch. The Jacksonville Jaguars aren't as good of a team as the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins is air, and I mean this is—I don't remember quite when this was—but Kirk Cousins has been airing out. That was October 9th. That's right when he started airing out the ball. So like, yeah, you could have that. that you could have predicted. It could they have been had the same to start as Trubisky went on. Like, well, Kirk Cousins is struggling. Yeah. He could struggle for the rest of the year. But and just sit. Like, you never know. But so. DJ, and I mean, I'm higher on DJ Chark. The more I think back, because he was second round pick, he did have a pedigree. He got injured. Like, whatever. 
But I think the biggest issue with this is that you just trade back around for relatively similar. Like, give the same argument I had with Hopkins and Kamara, is that I take them at the same value, but you got the worst pick. So for this, it's like you drop the picks out, sure. You can make the argument that you like Chark better than Diggs. I don't know if I would necessarily agree. Diggs, or Chark's a little bit younger. He's looked to be a really good wide receiver. He's got draft pedigree, et cetera, et cetera. But not for a first for a second. Like, had, you, had that been Habib's second in 2020, you could make that argument because the 2020 class is better. Right. Then you can make that argument. But right now, I just I look at this trade, and I'm just like, you moved back around. So the thing about draft picks for me is they don't really matter as much. I, I oh, I'm, I'm just looking I at more you, things you guys, to pick up. You guys hate it. I know you guys hate it. Because you're, like, you're thinking about draft picks like, oh, future players, future players. But mm-hmm. it's like, why not? I, it's this kind of the same mentality Tom has. Like, why worry about a draft pick for a guy who might be good and get a guy who's maybe one to two years in that's already kind of shown you know what he can do mm-hmm. in a pro league? I mean, college football and pro football is a huge difference. You're going from college football, absolutely zero defense, like basically zero hitting. Like, Depends which league. In, in Depends which division. Yeah. And then you go to the NFL where guys are, guys are fucking bruisers, and you're just going to get annihilated your first turn. I didn't disagree with the trade on those grounds, though. Like, to me, it, right, like, if you were trading a draft pick for a player, mm-hmm. then, it, then it just comes down to how you value draft picks versus players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no question that a first-round draft mm-hmm. pick is better than a second-round draft yeah. pick. And to me, Diggs is just demonstrably better than Chark. Yeah. So that that's why I didn't get the trade. I mean, well, I'll put it this way. I have your 2021 yeah. first-round pick, and I have Diggs. But that was through another trade. And initially, the trade <laughs> that Beeb wanted was for next year's, like, the upcoming first. I'm like, no. right. So it's like, hey, I have how do we now. move it to next year's? <laughs> I have your 2020 and your 2021. When you talk about that, like, we'll talk about the flip trade like with, yeah. with Chark right, right after. So here's my real question quick, because since you said about draft picks, and we'll get into these kind of two yeah. big ones here. Um, what what would you trade Nikhil Harry for right now? Probably a first right now. See, but you trade him first. Like, but you dra- you trade him for a first. Nikhil Harry, it, it probably I definitely wouldn't get it because he's an unproven guy. Like, and see, that's what first you would something say. you do for like a star player. Give a third. Maybe I a would, player, but like. the thing is, Nikhil Harry was the one of the first three people off of the twenty nineteen yeah. class. He hasn't played yet, but like, if you would move him for a second, would you move him for a second? Maybe. I'd, like, Maybe, that trade yeah. will be in your inbox in five seconds. Yeah. But you'd offer a second for Nikhil Harry? Nikhil Harry is the first guy off the board in the last year's draft. If, if was you, the first... Sorry, Josh Jacobs was the first second. guy off the board. Nikhil yeah. Harry was the second oh, guy. Okay, Kevin White was the seventh guy off the board in the 2018 draft. That he never, mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way. If you offer a second for freaking yeah. Nikhil Harry and Brad accepts that, it'll be the first time that I come on the pod raving about a trade Brad made. I mean, <laughs> Nikhil Harry is, is, is And that's dust. the thing is, I think 2020, like, I could be a 2020 I didn't like him, I didn't like him as a prospect second. at all, yeah. for what it's worth. He has no separation abilities. He's a contested catch guy that played contested catches against shitty cornerbacks in the Pac-12. Yeah. I never thought he would work out in the NFL. Yeah. He got passed up on the death chart in preseason by Jacoby Myers. I, mean, I don't think he's ever going to be slightly it's successful. I think, he's, I think he's going to he, be... He was dealing with injury going to the preseason, though, so that kind of fucked him. But, but he got awful reviews all summer. They were like, he's bad. He yeah, catch he's just hurt. Like, um, do you know what's really important here? He looks really good in uh, Madden, though. I uh, I drafted well, him in a fantasy draft in Madden, and man, he's I got Antonio Brown on one side and Nikhil Harry on the other side, and uh, Cam Newton my quarterback. Fantasy drafts, man, they're a great time. So uh, no, I think that like yeah, if you take him for if you would take Nikhil Harry for a twenty twenty one second, do that trade in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, let me know. Okay, let's see. I'm excited. I'll be honest, like the Nikhil Harry thing, right? Like I I I like I, I scout these guys going into the draft, and then like. 
my my evaluation of Nikhil Harry is that I didn't like him as a prospect coming in, and we haven't seen him play, so yeah. my evaluation has not changed. That, that's, um, that's another reason for like, it might be able to. And that, but that, I, I think I that I don't to Brad's like point. You guys do for college, like I don't. I don't fucking know anybody. Who's and that's the thing like, is I've college, never, like I'm not the college guy. Like I'll watch my teams and that's yeah, right. I didn't I even watch like, college football until we started until the dynasty this year. And now like the, the LSU Alabama game this weekend. Oh yeah. Oh, am I excited to watch my first college football game yeah. of my life? Rugs, Tua, Burrow. Oh, there are going to be so many pros in that field. And like, for me, I never cared about the prospects until I started doing dynasty. And now it's like, Okay, well, what is here? And like, the more and more I watch that 2020 class, Chuba Hubbard will be on my team. Oh. Chuba Hubbard looks like a man possessed. Oh, I get, I'm excited I just get for the 2020 draft. Like, I, I have, well, the, I'm, I'm planning to not trade either of my firsts. I have yep. Coco's and Brad's. Yep. Um, which look right now like middle firsts. Yep. Um, I have Jamison second, which I would love to trade that yep. for for a piece because I need one more piece. You, who do you want? Really, you want Swift? Um, uh, yeah, if I, if I can get DeAndre Swift, I'm taking here's DeAndre a, Swift Here's a question. First. Say DeAndre Swift comes is still there at two. Right. Would you trade those two first for the number two? I'm just, no. I'm just curious in your brain. If, oh. if it was a worse draft class, yes, but, like, there's going to be so many options. There, there's, like, literally there's going to be, like, eight or nine running back wide yeah. receivers go in the first round. So I think it's still value. Like, I, I would rather have – basically the choice would come down to, like, would I rather have C.D. Lamb yeah. and – like say I have the five and seven picks. I think yeah. that's exactly what's projected right yeah. now, um, or five and six. Like I'd rather that. I, basically, I could probably end up with like I, I don't know how people value the quarterbacks, but say that, super flex. I won't be surprised if those quarterbacks fly. Right. So let, let's let's say Burrow and two are both gone. Yeah. Right. Then that means and then Swift, I guess, in the scenario and Judy go three and four. Yeah. Like worst case, then I can still have Lamb and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I'd rather have that. Yeah. And the other one I was going to offer you there is if you move those two for a high second. Like a for, like the second overall and a high second for those two. Yeah, that I'd probably do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk because anyway. that if Jamison's ends up two, I might look to move back. We'll figure that picks. out. But yeah, that, like I said, the 2020 class, like we will, that will be it's a much be slower draft. We're gonna podcast want, our draft. We rankings. will podcast. Oh, we'll do a lot of off-season podcast stuff. Yeah. But we will have another party at Sid's house, or potentially at that point, Sid Nye's house if we've moved out. Wow, by then. look at that. Yeah. Look at Next this. year's uh, fantasy f- football will be live from. Sid Austin's. Speaking of that little intro into watching football at Sid Austin's house next week, let's talk about what we're drinking quick here, boys. Oh, uh, Jacob, what are you drinking tonight? I drank a Magner's Irish Cider pear flavored, which came Austin recommended. Um, How do you feel? Did you like it? It's a six point nine out of ten. Yeah. Okay. I definitely like their uh, apple a bit better. Uh, Magner's is from Ireland. I was there. I drank it on tap. It's delightful in an Irish pub filled with beautiful women, a little bit of fiddle, and some Irish uh, is step Ireland dancing. Is for their beautiful women? Uh, yes. Yes. They're just kind of like pale. And oh, the sun. no. They're beautiful. Oh, don't get me. Oh, Sid, I'm sorry, but you know about me and Irish. White. Oh, <laughs> man. Irish girls. Oh. That's my type. Scottish. Um, your your type is like vampire looking? Uh, yes no. Brad, what are you drinking? See, uh, Cronenberg 1664 white, blanc. 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 Uh, it's French, I assume? Belgian. Belgian. Oh, right, Ooh. they speak French as well. I'm pretty sure uh, it's Belgian. How do you feel about uh, it today? It's, it's, it's one of my favorites, so nice. I, I figured, you know, you know, get one of my faves. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's French. Are you pretty okay. sure? It's definitely, he thinks it's Belgian. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's you French. You just look at the can, like, it's... I'm pretty sure you. it's French, too. Um, oh, yeah, it's France. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, and I am uh, I am drinking today uh, Dead Horse Cider Co's Cherry On, 
It's a cherry hard cider. It's made in Manitoba here in the Morden area. It is named Morden. Dead Horse. Why is that, Jacob? Well, the Dead Horse Creek, which runs along the sixth hole at the uh, Morden Minnewasta Golf Club, yeah. um, is, is native to that area of town that's full of weird conservatives and exorcists. Um, it's fucking and, weird town. Uh, it's a it's a very weird town. Um, of course, it also has elected Adam's former boss, uh, Cameron Friesen. So yeah, I mean, who didn't tap me at a Jets game? It's also possible yeah. a horse just died out front. There's like, hey, what do I call this? Possible dead horse. Um, you know what? It says uh, it says cherry on, good friends. Cherry on, indulge in the cider soft red color. It's fresh cherry aroma and light tart taste. Cherry on pairs prairie sour cherries with the same apples you'll find in our looking on the bright side dirt. Pour yourself a glass and cherry on. Uh, it's quite uh, nice. Austin talked about it so often. Steal his other oh, one. Oh, you stole my other one. It is nice. It is um, definitely sweet. Uh, it's got a nice bitterness to it. First time I had it, they were uh, they were live at Manifest giving out free samples, and my boss at Prairie Proud good. bought uh, two of them for me. So shout out Prairie Proud. Uh, it's not dead horses. Dead horse cider. Uh, yeah, check out their apple one as go well. Go for it. It's not like, uh, like uh, <laughs> supporting locals. So. Brad, we're going to get into this meaty trade here now, uh, and we're going to talk this big trade you did with Tom, which I think is the one that Jake really hates. No, no. The, the one I hate is the most recent one. The Kirk um, and Julio for right. Galen and... Well, this one was you sent Josh Gordon, Tyler Eifert, Alvin Kamara back to Tom, uh, and DJ Chark, and you received Emmanuel Sanders, Julio Jones, uh, Duke Johnson, not David Johnson, Duke Johnson, Duke. Jameson Crowder, like and OJ Howard. Jones. Um, a lot of pieces here. Um, so let's just kind of match them up. So I see. I think the best player that you got in this trade, obviously, is going to be Julio Jones. Well, we broke this one down on the pod. Yeah. And it, Brad, let's just get your yeah. thoughts on it then. We've already gone through yeah. these. So the reason for it was, at, at the time, my depth sucked. I, I had no depth. My team was getting killed freaking like two, three weeks in a row there. And I kind of had to make kind of a depth decision. So uh, let's see. Yeah, so I ended up getting Sanders, which turned out to be pretty good because he ended mm-hmm. up getting traded, and now, yeah. he's, now he's the top guy rather than the second guy behind Cortland Sutton. Uh, Julio Jones kind of speaks for itself. He's a stud receiver. I flipped him later. We'll still talk about that later. Uh, Duke, again, my running back situation sucked at the time. Crowder, more depth, and OJ, again, more depth. Yeah. I just needed depth at the time, and in order to kind of get that depth, I had to sacrifice some pieces. And I, I still feel good about it. I mean, I hated giving up Kamara because I like them. But when you look back and now that he's hurt, it kind of worked out for me. So yeah. Okay. I didn't, I didn't love and, this and trade. But because of that depth, now I'm starting to, you know, kind of trend it up. So. I didn't love this trade. My issue is that, that I got the need for depth. I thought he added, like, depth that wasn't super young. And yeah. I remember this was the one where I was like, I also have way too much depth. All of my guys are under 25. And yeah. I was like, I wish I could have. I would have made this exact trade with him with guys that were younger. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't see anything bad with, like, guys 25 to 30, though. That's kind of the thing. I guess, like, my main issue was giving up, like, the, the biggest two pieces were Camara for Julio. Um, and, and to Kamara, me, Camara is just, like, substantially yeah. better. But um, I didn't hate this trade. I remember we talked about this, and I was like, my yeah. thoughts was it makes Brad better now. It yeah. makes Tom better in the future. And I think this is proven by the fact that you've moved up our power rankings like quite significantly. So, yeah. The Kirk trade is the one that I... Okay, rip. Jacob, yeah. you get into this. I will be right This back. one I didn't get. Um, this was like... Like, I, I just straight up wouldn't have traded Kirk for Thielen without any picks. Um, and I wouldn't have traded 
Julio for Ryan without any picks. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, even if those were equal, you drop Burkhead 20 minutes later, and now you're trading a first and a second for Matt Breida, which is a tough sell. So that's, that's the one I didn't get. This one I'd love to hear defended. Well, I, I, I needed a quarterback at the time, so I was stuck with Garoppolo, who's still a stud, and yeah, Mitch fucking trash Trubisky. <laughs> and those were my two quarterbacks at the time, so I needed... You know, a good quarterback. Matt Ryan fits the bill for that. So, here's my question: Did you I, I did think, you consider texting anyone else for a quarterback? I, I looked at you know my options. Didn't like it. Not a lot of choices. I felt like Matt Ryan was he's still like top five in the league right now as quarterbacks. Like his his stats kind of show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the look from Austin. I mean, he's t- he's number he, he's fourteen right now. He's, he's going to give me the production I need. Trubisky's. <gasps> Like, yes, okay, look, look, fine. Look at the ones where I, the weeks that I've lost. Trubisky was the sole reason why I lost those weeks, because he's putting up freaking three, I'm, four points. Like, what the fuck? I'm not saying you shouldn't <laughs> have traded for a quarterback. I just, I can't imagine you couldn't have gotten, like, like, I don't know, I look at this trade. To me, it's like, um, yeah, or this is before I'd already traded for Stafford, right? Like, f- frankly, like, I don't know, there's a lot of teams that, have, that are carrying third quarterbacks. Yeah. Frankly, I would have been fine just just rolling with one fucking quarterback if I could have gotten this kind of value. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like I would have traded like Stafford instead of Ryan. I could have traded. Uh, I wouldn't trade Diggs, but I, I honestly, like, if I knew I was getting Christian Kirk, Julio, a first and a second, like, I probably would have traded Stafford and I don't know, maybe Diggs. Yeah, and I think part of that is At also least. there are forty quarterbacks every single year who have a week or QB one performance. There are only 32 teams in the league. So not only does every single quarterback have a quarterback one performance, but so do eight guys that are backups every single year. That is the average number is 40. So I think like last week, um, Tom had to play Matt Schaub. Or was that two weeks ago? He was great. And and he was great. He was a QB one. And he did a QB one week. That's my point. Is like there are guys out there that you can always pick up. Like I'm playing Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was fine. He's been a quarterback one every single week. Last week he was still quarterback one. And if not, he was quarterback 13-14. Like, he was, he's been solid. I just picked him up because I knew that eventually they're going to bench Marcus Mariota. He's going to have a tough matchup this week, I think. Yeah. I, I think it was that. just like, I don't know. I guess when I looked at it, it was just like, yeah. Like, Kirk, young 22-year-old stud receiver. 2021st, it'll be a future 22-year-old stud receiver running back. And then you get Matt Ryan, who's 34. Thielen, who's 29. And you're giving draft picks. That, that's just why I, I, I don't. Get I don't that. think that was a bad thing. Like because he's 29. Like he's still got a good like three, four years left in him for sure. Maybe more. Like uh, I, I, you never know. They're like, rebuilding that team. That team is going see, to get. Put I don't up. think so. I don't think he's I've, I've got a few years. years. Who? I got Ryan. Thielen. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Ryan. I got a few years ahead, and that's kind of what. Thielen. I'm you don't think like, Thielen's in the league in three years? No. I oh, I sure. I sure hope so. Because I'm buying a Thielen jersey they, when we go to Minneapolis. Name, I love Adam Thielen. He said like he's my boy. He said three, four years. Name five. Starting 33-year-old wide receivers right now in the NFL. Julian Edelman. That's one. I don't know anybody else's age. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry That's Fitzgerald's two. way but, above but that. Larry Fitzgerald's like a Hall of Famer first ballot. Right oh yeah. Uh, he's playable in our in this league. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you Larry. Larry's 31. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah, we're but we're talking we're talking 33. Like, I would have to look. 33, right? Yeah, like, I'd, I'd have to look at the ages. Like four years from now, feeling like like you like know what? Sanders I think there's 32. I think there's one way to describe this trade. Shame! Shame! 
Is that how you feel about this trade? Well, let's look at it, the pieces. So do you? So you. You you have to think Thielen's better than Kirk if you're making that trade, right? I assume you yeah. think that. So why, then, why do you think that? I, I honestly didn't feel good about getting rid of Kirk either. I wanted to hold on to him, and the only way that it made me feel better was getting Burita in return as well, because he's a young guy. Yeah, he, he's going to be a starting starting guy soon. See, this is the thing with. And well, we I, know, I know you you hated on him last week, but. I don't. And then he put up fucking solid points. Is that thing? No, Rita's always got eleven points. points yeah, but he's never a starter. I like Rita as a talent. Like I said this before, because actually maybe I didn't clearly. Because Andrew was in my mentions being like, "Oh, like you hate Matt Rita." I, I, if I was an NFL coach right now, I would love to have Matt Rita be my starting running back. To looking at player talent, I actually think he's like a top ten or fifteen running back in the league. But for some reason, Matt Shanahan uses Tevin Coleman, who. I think is a worse player, but a better fantasy asset because he gets goal line work. Mm-hmm. And the telling part for me was like, I could tell myself with Brita, I, I drafted Brita, so I mm-hmm. liked him. The telling part for me was like, okay, Coleman's hurt, now Brita's the guy. And they trotted out fucking my name's Jeff to handle goal line work. Name, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, yes, it came up. You, you Any wait, chance I get a chance to push the one. button. My name is Jeff. I guess you were waiting like, for it. Like, like, Kyle Shanahan has used so many worse running backs than Matt Breida mm-hmm. that either maybe Matt Breida is just, like, a, a douche or, like, or, or, Matt Breida, or Kyle Shanahan's an idiot. I don't know. Matt Breida's injury prone. That's what it is. But the issue is that Matt Breida plays through everything. So if he has an injury designation, I throw him in my lineup anyways because I know he's going to play. Because I have Coleman and Breida in 10, man. The injury but, prone thing is dumb, though. They have such good running back. To, yeah. Like, the whole idea of injury prone is, like, oh, I got a, I got a birthday present. But, like, I'm worried I won't like it as much when I open it. So I'll just leave it here, wrapped up underneath my tree. Like, Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. is, is so stupid for how he yeah. uses Matt Breida. If he used Matt Breida as an every-down back, he could be, like, an offensive player of the they'd year be, candidate. They'd be, uh, they'd be an undefeated team? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's hard to criticize a dude yeah. when they're winning. But, like, the Arizona yeah. game was ridiculous. Breida yeah. averaged 10 yards a carry. Coleman averaged 2. And Coleman got 10 more snaps. Yeah. Like, that was malpractice. Yeah. So, uh... It's just more of a committee, I like... Idea there. Do we have? Uh, I guess, like, how is Breeden not the one A? Like, don't you think he's a better player? He is. Yeah, you own him. he's also younger though. So, I just think the end of this trade to me was that at the time, like you've won two games in a row. I need a quarterback. But you, it's, you need a quarterback. Like I think you could, you could have bought Matt Stafford off me, and I think Matt Stafford's got more. Matt Stafford for a second round pick. Yeah, like you could have got Matt but Stafford you, you for cheaper. You could go through and say, well, what if you could have done this? Or yeah. What if you could have done that? But, but I think the biggest issue at the time, and I needed it to be done. You gave up your 2020 first round, and I think at the time, granted, you've won two games. In our opinion, you're at the bottom of the power rankings. This is the first time you've really moved up, and like we'll give you credit for that in a second. We get the power rankings, but. That trade just to me screamed, you're going for it, and I don't know if you can. I guess here's like, the question. Why, I'm, not, why not put in the group chat, I need a quarterback, please send me your best offers. Yes. And, like, here's the deal. I, I've, I've done that a couple times, and I've received garbage. Yeah. So, and then, then you, 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 like, you have to follow up and say, okay, I know you no, don't want real Derek offers. Real offers. <laughs> but, um, no, like... In there, here's the difference, and you give me shit because I'm I'm really going for the playoffs here, and I'll explain why when we get in a second to the recap. But the you make the playoffs, awesome. You got to get lucky to win, and that would be awesome if you won. But if you don't make the playoffs, you're completely fucked. The difference is if I don't make the playoffs, I've got two first round picks next year. So I make the playoffs, I'm rolling a gamble on winning the whole thing. I might get to you know call myself the champ, but if not, I'm still set up for next year. Whereas for you, I think you went all in on a bad roster that isn't Adams, it isn't Tom's, and it isn't Jacobs, and it isn't Habib's. Because I think those are the top four. I I kind of I think you you and I are five are framed for that five six. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Like we both need to get lucky, but you don't have that first to build next year, which I, means you're only going to get older. But I don't value the draft picks as as you yeah. guys do. Like I, well, I still think I have a decent young team. Like my my entire team is under thirty. Like besides Frank Gore. Well, but everyone's Sanders, under thirty. Yeah. NFL. Yeah, but it's like I think my my team is not that old. And I think how many assets is, do you have though that are appreciating? Like there's yeah. appreciating assets. Prime assets and depreciating. Could you just? Do you, know, do you know? Do you know the difference? Uh, I can. Yeah. I can give you a quick. Uh, Crowder too has if he's not in fucking New York Jets. I guess. Right. Well, the, the reason the reason why I ask like, is like right right Pascal now. Pascal, I just picked up who's right now the top wide receiver for Indy for the time. But that's because two guys are out. Age. Like yeah, but it's a game of opportunity. Like fantasy yeah. football is a lot about opportunity. But well, the re- the reason why I ask is like. It, if, if you think that you're one of the top two or three rosters right now, no, go for it. Not. But this is this is my question. If you're not one of the top two or three rosters right now, how do you eventually become one of the top two or three rosters? Either you have to have a majority assets that are going to be better next year and the year after than they are now, or you have to have picks. Your Which only, is why we your only, picks, your huh? only yeah. picks this year are third rounders, the so those probably aren't going to be studs. And I don't see, like, outside of, like, Kittle obviously is... is the number one tight end in the league. Yeah. Um, like, Brina maybe, but I still think he's kind of a maybe. Um, I, I w- I'd say Crowder's a prime asset. I wouldn't say he's appreciating. Pascal's a question mark, but he's flashing. And as a Colts fan, I like him a lot. Um, like, Jamal Williams looks really interesting. Well, um, Jamal Williams is the number one running back there, like, soon, if, if not elsewhere. Yeah, like, he's a good one. But, like, I, I look at the rest of these guys. Oh, OJ, he's an appreciating asset. Otherwise, it's like Gore and Sanders are pretty clearly depreciating assets where they're on the back end. Well, that's... I can easily drop Gore and get rid of him whenever... For sure. Other guys, it's like... Okay, so take Crowder, Tyrell Williams, Matt Ryan, um, James White, Duke Johnson, Adam Thielen. I wouldn't say those guys are necessarily like at risk of retirement or getting cut, but they're kind of who they are. Yeah. I'll get a good couple of years out of them. Like that's kind of what I'm aiming at, and the way I see it is, if I want something, I can still go get it. If I need a draft pick, I can still go get it with somebody. If I need to get a younger player, I can still go get it. Like look at how many times my draft picks have been passed around. Like oh, I yeah. look, look, have you checked my roster lately? Yeah. Yeah. I own it's your 2020 football. first and your 2021 yeah. first, and I didn't get and, either of them from you. Around between like three different people. I got your 2021 first about, from Habib and your 2020. Yeah. From- the thing about fantasy football is you can go get anything you want if you need it. If you need like unless he's on Trevor's team, team. yeah. In that case, hey, you're never no, hey, I, Trevor checks his trades. No, he, I texted him this morning. You gotta, you gotta no, actually send Austin him a message. You have to tell. No, I messaged him. Uh, Amari Cooper. It is a running joke on this podcast <laughs> that Amari Cooper, in my opinion, is the not a the wide receiver one in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I offered him this year. Odell Beckham and a first for Amari Cooper. And that was before Beckham was even bad. I offered him Julio Jones and a first for Amari Cooper. And the dude won't respond to my trades. Trevor, tell me what it needs to be, unless you also think he's literally the number one receiver in Dynasty, in which case you can join me on my Amari Island. Tell me what I need to give you for Amari Cooper. I will do it. I will give you Cooper Cup plus. I've, I've offered him trades sometimes. They've sat there for like two weeks. I'm like, yeah. come on, fucking. Uh, to be I fair, for... and then he messages the group, like the group chat. I'm like, you motherfucker. To be <laughs> fair, uh, those of you guys that are wondering, uh, Trevor has been in Alberta working for the last uh, three weeks or so. So mm-hmm. I, uh, he's been 
either at work, drunk, or high. So Or both. Or both. Or all three. Or all three. Really, unfortunately. But, yeah, so Brad, we're going to give you a quick little one-minute spiel. How do you feel about your team now? Because we went deep into this. Right. Yeah. There's a lot you had to defend. Um, I'm not... I'm not too crazy about it yet. I'm maybe hoping to make more moves to kind of make it more better, but um, I'm, I'm fairly confident it can compete for a bit. Um, obviously, you don't like some of my trades, but there's reasons behind everything I do. Uh, there's a process to it. Yeah. It could take longer, but I still think my team's very young and able to move forward and be good yeah. next year, too. Like, I think... Uh... Like you're you're very good at fantasy football. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I look at like I know Jacob and I rip on your trades because Jacob and I tend to value similar players. But you always tend to do really well. I'm curious. I'm always at the top of the standings. Yeah, and you are. And like Like nobody can. Was it two years ago? I went like I don't think you've ever not made the playoffs. Eleven and one, and I went to the finals like with only one loss. You dropped to Adam. Fuck you, Adam. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I've always said is that fucking Todd Gurley. I personally, I I feel like. I don't know. I obviously, I obviously value players in a in a particular way, but like, I am notably a absolutely horrible drafter at fantasy football, yep. and every year my teams start like shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very good in season manager because every year I start zero and two, and then I end up in the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like I always like a Brad seems like two weeks after the draft, like how the fuck did you get all these dudes? Because you draft really well, yeah. and then sometimes I don't like your trades, but you always draft really well. And that's the thing <laughs> is that I think. For me, it's like, I, I like your team. I definitely think that if a wild card comes down to you and me, I don't love it. I think I beat you this week, which gives me that little bit of help. Whoever wins this game is going to get the wild card, I think. Um, but It's kind of a must win for both of us, for sure. Well, yeah. if, Brad, if Brad loses, I then mean, he has to beat you by well, two games because you have more points scored. Yeah. yeah I'm, so I'm pretty so if, if, Brad, if Brad loses this week, then I'm doing a happy dance because yeah. that 2020 pick is going in the lottery. That's yeah. what freaking Mitch Trubisky did to me. Look at my yeah. And so that's so bad. And that's the thing is that even if I lose, if Habib also were to lose, I'd still have a chance at the division. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I think I just don't know how your team projects for next year. That's what, what's in my brain yeah. is I don't know if you have this roster next year and you don't have a first-round pick to get a young, good stud. That's what worries me. Well, so look look at freaking Cobb's roster. Like, yeah. He doesn't even have any of the players he drafted. No, 23. Actually, I, I realize I have one. So I think about Chase Edmonds. Think about Chase, you drafted Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Proud of you. Trade, second last trade anybody, you can get the team you want. Yeah. Like That's what Cobb has. He, yeah. he tried to tank, and now he's he's you know in the, in the making of a playoff spot. I mean, the tank and thing was you like... You can trade anybody for anything you want. That's my mentality going into it. To be fair, the tank thing was always a long con. I felt like... The, I felt like I was at a time when everyone thought they were in it, and so no one valued draft picks for anything. Mm-hmm. And then I figured that way That's I could smart. get a shit ton of picks, and I was like, probably in four, three or four weeks, there'll be, instead of like 10 teams thinking they're in it, there'll be like five teams that want to pack up shop. So there'll be more of a, there'll be like a it's larger smart. seller's market and a smaller buyer's market. Yeah. And so I feel like what I traded away for those picks versus what I got back oh, for all the picks, yeah. it doesn't match up. Basic so, like, economics. I, I was always kind of pulling a, yeah. uh, people's legs on the tank yeah. thing, but... It worked. It worked. So, um, Maybe it worked. I don't know. We'll hey, see we're going to so find looking. out. And so uh, let's get into this weekly recap now. Um, real quick of week nine, what happened here. Um, first things first, I'd like to point out that uh, you and Habib both took bet against me. Uh, and I got the big win over Andrew Jameson, which was good for two reasons. A... Top score of the week. Congrats. 172 points. Congrats. Got by Apocalypse. Got a nice, nice week for me. Number two, beating Jameson. Put him to two and seven. He's currently oh, no, sitting second pick. last, and I have his pick. You know Honestly. Beating people's frowned upon, right? You what? You know beating people's <laughs> frowned upon, right? 
Bitch, I'd do it anyways. <laughs> I'm going to love it when, when the draft lottery that you invented screws you and it ends, and my, both of my picks end up being better Man, than Man, I'll be pissed. Uh, I'll give you guys more details on the draft lottery uh, probably uh, next week when I have uh, we have a bit more time. It's not so rushed. But uh, it'll be similar to the NBA basketball draft lottery. Or sorry, not the NBA. The NHL where your picks can move up and everybody else would just slip down one spot. So uh, we'll probably only Before do one. Finish, the better odds yeah. the first pick. Yeah, so we'll probably only do... Uh, one spot, only the number one overall pick, and the rest will get pushed down. But um, we can debate if it's one or two. Kind that of thing. that seems more to, reasonable to yeah. just do it for the first. Yeah, it'll probably just be for the first since it's only six people fighting over it. But uh, second one, uh, in an almost game of the week, we didn't say this one, but uh, Jacob gets the win over Kieran. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you were a little bit, you were shooting your past well, a little I, bit. I, I made just a plethora of ridiculously bad managerial decisions, um, and I almost cost myself the week. Um, you I weren't got, as bad as Marty, according to the thing. Well, well okay, no, Mar- <laughs> Marty, Marty. Marty. Oh, Marty we'll get to, we'll get to not that. to manage his team for the week. Yeah. I made dumb decisions. I didn't intentionally <laughs> fuck my team. Um, um, I got way, way, way too cute, and I started Christian Kirk and Ty Johnson both over Mark Ingram, and it shouldn't have been very yeah, close. No. But luckily, I squeaked it out yeah. to Jerry Slayton. Um, well, we, finally, so I called guys. Kirk's production. Was not yeah. getting more than fifty yards. Yeah, we uh, we did have and a beer bet. Tampa, so yeah, it's gonna be a different story. Story. We have a beer bet. Also, I should make you buy these beers instead. But oh, yeah. that's fine. Uh, next, we called um, it as our game of the week. Don't forget our bet. Wow, <laughs> game of the week was right, Adam. One fifty nine point three four to Woo! Habib's one fifty seven point eight eight. That's about as close as you can get. I know I jinxed it. When I said Brady. There's no way Brady was being held back in that game, but like. Man, he was close to throwing another yeah. pick on the desperation drive. Like, like there was one that got dropped on the thirty-seven twenty drive. If he had thrown one more pick, then, I believe it's minus two won. in this league. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he would have won if he threw one more pick. Yeah, and so like you think about how close that game was. I think it was a great calling of just two overpowered teams. I just like to point out that I beat Adam uh, and Habib didn't. So obviously that means I have a better team. Also, Habib, but, if you put Watkins in instead of uh, Juju, yeah, would have won. Yeah, would you have done that though? Not against yeah, me. Probably not. No, Based on Pittsburgh up, right now, I don't, I, don't like, I don't like Pittsburgh. They're yeah. they're not having a good year. I would have I would have put Watkins in. Yeah, I would have I would have if Mahomes was playing. So uh, I would have put real real quick maybe. here. Um, you wouldn't have put Pettis no, in ahead of Juju. Uh, we played four snaps. Let's be honest. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor and Coco. Uh, Jason Witten. Trevor and Coco. <laughs> good game. Trevor, I just feel bad for you, man. I know I jinxed it on the podcast, but you had uh, you had what's his name. What's his running back's name? Kenyon Drake went out oh, for 28 points you? early, but but he played. Royce Freeman had nothing. Tate had a decent game, but like you played a decent lineup and you had to do some things. Um, but I mean, he could have won if he did his lineup correctly. Well, who would you have played? I mean, Jameis Winston. I mean, Jameis Winston against Minshew. the worst secondary in the yeah, league. Yeah, fair. Over Minshew. Yeah, but uh, like that's kind even, of a start. Even that one, I don't think it makes. Is he needs what an extra twenty points? I don't think Jameson. Or, well, wait, okay, so he lost by twenty points. Twenty points. Okay, so he pretty clearly should have played Winston over Minshew. Then he needs seven more after that. Isabella over. Uh, well, no, he, he would have played Isabella. Isabella. Well, I mean, he should have just like I don't know. But the issue is that there's no one. Yeah, there's nowhere in there. You yeah. probably could have got one, but that's not that's not the tilt of the week. Okay. So here's here is first things first. This one goes out to Sid one to make Holy sure it was known. Fuck. Ready for this? Shame. I'm gonna tilt shame. on this. This is the tilt of the week. I would like to tilt the on this because I have week. Brad's pick, and I was very mad that Marty fucked no, it up. No, whoa, whoa, not this one. No, no, I'm talking Sid versus Tom. Tom, his super team that is now oh. five and four. Do you know what happened? Uh, Sid woke up 
Sunday morning, had no idea there was a London game, started D.D. Westbrook, <laughs> who was out for the game and put up a big zero. Over 160-yard Carlos Hyde. Over a hundred, exactly. She could have had 14 points for Carlos Hyde, which is who she said she would have played. She was texting in the morning. She was freaking out. She was so upset. She said she had no chance of winning. Tom had a trade in his box for Ryan Tannehill to let him get a second quarterback this week. It was for like a second round pick and he doesn't value picks. He didn't take it. He lost the game with Sid playing one less player than him and without him thinking that I can beat it. Tom, you get our shame of the week I, number I'm one. Shame of the I, week to Marty. I'm giving I, it to honestly, Marty. <laughs> in my opinion, he, I wouldn't give him the shame. Like, look at his roster. Look at his bye week players. It was, like, but still, you you had Murray, options. Gurley, I, Kamara, no, I put up one. No, but I put out a trade to him. Julio Jones or something. With that, he still would have lost. You could have found other options. No, no he out still would have lost. He lost by 26 points. So you sub in yeah, that for Chris Conley. Camara or eight. Murray are going to put up big points, or even Drew Brees. I think it was more the 49ers just kind of fucked him. But like he had to play, still, he had to play Conley instead of Breeze. Like Breeze would have easily put him over that. Yeah, but, the but I mean, is, even if he took yeah. your Ten Hill trade, yeah. like, I, I think he, the bye week yeah. fucked him for sure. Yeah, he lost because Sid had a good week. He lost because Tyler Lockett got 18 and, and targets, his, and his bye week fucked him. So yeah. When, I'm, when I'm shaming when your Marty. Best players are on oh, week Mar- all at once. But like, you're kind of you know what? Tom, Tom nothing- lost, and like maybe he could have made other moves. Marty actively abdicated trying to win. So here's the thing: like, like shame, shame on you, Tom. Like Natty, you, uh, Marty lost only due to his own actions. Shame on Tom because he's now five and four. He's fighting Brad for the division league for the super team he supposedly has. The Heat's on just a little bit. Not One injury and he's he has a super team. Um, whatever. But yeah, no, the the flame of the week and the shame of the week. We got to play it again. Oh. Shame. I'm, I'm taking this. Shame. So, like, I I root against Brad, not because I hate him, but because I have all of his draft picks. Um, so I, I have a very vested interest in Brad losing so that he ends up being in the draft lottery. Yeah, I um, keep winning, so. And, and uh, I mean, Marty, my guy. Uh, Amari Cooper. Like, these aren't, like, choices. If you had just woke it up on Sunday morning... You pretty obviously would have played Amari Cooper and Jalen Samuels ahead of LaShawn McCoy and Danny freaking Amendola. <laughs> and you played the Rams defense who had a bye week over the Houston Texans defense who got 19 points. If you just played those three things that like any common sense person would have done, you would have won. And then Brad would be four and five. And then I'd be projected for the fourth overall pick. And I'm so pissed. And here's the thing. And I think Marty just, he wasted. <laughs> Those were choices. Those were just not checking your fucking line. And he, and he wasted some performance. Like, you had Thielen go, Thielen go out on the first play. First yeah. or second play of the game. Oh, I hurt. Noah Fant, who we roasted and who you laughed at when I accidentally had to play him, put up 20 points. Like, he had some guys. Marvin Jones had 26 points. Um, AJ Brown had another 12. Like there were guys in here, but he didn't play a second quarterback. What was he thinking? Have you gotten a comment from Marty? I texted him and he's just busy with school and stuff. And so I feel it takes one second second to put a Marty Cooper in your damn lineup. And so I, I, uh, I texted both him and Trevor today to get them to set their lineups earlier. And I see them tomorrow at, uh, volleyball. So I'll make sure they do it. But, uh, Jacob, if you see Marty in the hallways at school, since he does go to, you know, your university of U of M. Oh, you are going to let him know and take his phone and set his lineup for him, I feel like. That dude, oh, I don't know, who does he play this week? If he plays Brad or Coco, then yes, because I need those two to lose. Yeah, so that's definitely... Oh, he plays Adam, so yeah, I need him to win. Oh, he's sitting at a projected 108, so if something tells me that lineup's not set. Yeah. Oh, look, he is starting 
two people on by. We'll see if that updates. Yeah. So, uh, going to go quickly here through the power rankings. Uh, we're already close to, we're already over an hour. So we're going to go through these power rankings quick. A couple of small changes. I did these quick. I didn't really consult you, but I think you'll agree with them. Obviously at the top, still Adam, eight and one. Um, yeah. I like to point out the nice one on the right again, every time I yeah. can. Uh, number two. I we are to, number two. I moved Jacob up. We are number two. Uh, Jacob has moved up um, to number two with his uh, two spot with his win. Um, only, only other team at six or more wins. Yeah, you have six wins. You gotta you, you grinded out a tough win against Kieran here. Can't really complain on that. Uh, Lindsay moves up to number three. Um, he lost, but he lost to Adam, and, and it was score. a really good score. And he that, like you said, you're one uh, Tom Brady pick away from being at six and three and giving and Adam hey, a second he loss. Did, if he wants the two spot, he can just beat me this week. Yeah. Oh, that's that's obviously the game of the week. Uh, this is my uh, first time in the and game. And then, of the week. Um, yeah, number four, Tom moves down from two to four. Uh, I think a lot of that was just a result of just not having guys on bye, but by just not putting the his points up. Still, I think he's team, also the best roster. Of the yeah, league. his team still looks good, but he is five and four. Um, and at overall, like season long, um, Habib still hasn't beat for points. And I know he traded into a lot of this, but he's lucky I didn't put me in front of him too. I just think his roster. He's made some good trades. He swindled Brad in our opinion. Um, you know, hey. So uh, I think you will eventually pass me in points for, but even still, still getting those uh, I stay at number five with my win over Jameson, uh, top score of the week. Could have probably could have argued to pass Tom here. Um, Sid moves up from nine to six, uh, put up a really good score even with uh, with dealing with all that. So she moves up from nine to six. Brad, you move up to position seven. Um, I think that you could argue yourself and Sid. I just put her ahead of you because she beat you on points. For the week, yeah, um, but I beat her last week. Yeah, and so actually, it's I, I would put Brad ahead of Sid. Yeah, I think Brad and Sid are fighting, and we're, that's we're where it comes close. there. Yeah, we're a close um, team. Coco moves up from ten to eight with a gutsy win. She's five and four. At the end of the day, you got to reward that record of five and four. Her team's been on the she IR. Has less, all she has less points scored on the season than Trevor. Does she actually? Yeah. There's no way. Oh, no, she just passed him this week. But by, she's five only by five points. She had lower going into that game. Yikes. But she's still, five and four. It done, though. It's actually, it's actually hilarious. Like, she's she's like that Leafs team when they were, like, 30th in Corsi and they were still in the playoffs. Like, yeah. she's five points away from last in the league and points scored just won five games. It's actually can incredible. I, can I her finishing her? schedule isn't hard. Can yeah, she like she kind of scares me a little bit. Like she can here's, make playoffs. Here's the funny um, part: her she sch- has her schedule's not been easy. Like she still got one of the higher points against. Do you know who's got the lowest points against in the league? Oh, it's me. I'm Jacob. Sure. And then followed I've had by a few teams just like spontaneously combust against me. <laughs> and then Adam, but uh, Brad, you're second, third lowest points against. So that record might be slightly inflated at five and four. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Well, it makes, I mean, it makes sense because his points have been his points scored until this last week have been on the low side. Yep. Fuck you, Mr. Trubisky. He's actually scored less than he's had scored against. Uh, and then yeah, uh, ninth spot. <laughs> Kieran, you move down from six to nine. Uh, if you make the trade, nice. Jacob, it might move uh, might move you up a bit. But uh, yeah, it, just a poor week. Uh, you probably could have used that win against Jacob. But you just didn't put up a great score. Uh, and your two game in your game back with both me and Habib should have started Damian Marty. Williams. Man, you did this to yourself. You moved down from 7 no, to I'm 10. I'm putting Marty at 12. I don't even give a fuck. Like, Marty, <laughs> you should have won that game. I'm you would, again, the have the lead over <sighs> Sid for the division. Sid's going to go to the playoffs at this Marty is the just team of this league. Sid and Chris, uh, you're one of the playoffs because Marty doesn't pay attention to things. Jameson, you're at 11, 2 and 7. That's all I got to say. You're two Can't games worry about back the rest from of the schedule. Uh, and Trevor, 0 oh and 9. Man, I thought you had it this week. I thought this was your win. Trevor. If Trevor beats... If there's one team that should be selling people... Trevor, yeah. why are you not 
trading Greg Olson or T.Y. Hilton or all of your 30-year-old guys when your team is 0-9. Trevor, please. So a quick quick waiver recap. Uh, we'll go real quick. Nelson Aguilar oh, went for $21 for no one else bid on him. Uh, LOL. Uh, I mean, he's getting him? into the se- season. Uh, Lions in 2024. Jameson bought Nelson Aguilar. Oh, he probably has a good rest of the season schedule. <laughs> uh, I bought Ty Montgomery for 20 bucks just in case Love Ball was out. I beat Adam by a dollar if you don't feel so bad about it. Um, Brian, I think Love Bell might still miss this week, so it's probably You know what? I could use a player in there. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Um, Fifteen dollars to Jameson again. Uh, drop Matt Moore. Matt Moore's on the waivers. If anybody wants to know? Oh, well, um, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes is probably back. back. Uh, they've said he's back. Are, unfortunately, are you sure Matt Moore hasn't won the starting job. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually, Kieran paid ten dollars for the Colts. I've paid more for them for in other leagues. I think that's a good pickup. Um, yeah, Polka no. Five. <laughs> As a Colts fan, we're, I think we're going to lose to Miami this week if Brissett doesn't play. No. I don't believe that. Dion <laughs> uh, Lewis for five bucks seems like a great pickup. Habib picked up the Steelers for three bucks. Uh, unfortunately, oh, to Courtney who gave me a heart attack because when I saw that Dion Lewis went for five dollars, I thought Derrick Henry had an injury I didn't know about, uh, and and now, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, this one I'm a little sad about. I. Uh, uh, Tom got Josh Reynolds for two bucks. You're sad. I'm yeah. sad. I bid the same as Tom. Oh, but you didn't have the waiver priority order. No, I had bid eight, uh, yeah, but, but I didn't have a spot on my roster anymore because uh, I got a few other things to go through. I, like, why didn't just bid three fucking dollars instead of two dollars? Um, Jake Kumro, Devin Funches, Damian Harris. Damian Harris actually nice pickup by Adam for zero dollars. Yeah, like didn't actually realize it out there, but you know what? Um, good pick. I, I have so, a, I have a bet, a Adam. Place. For anyone yeah. who wants to make a lot of money, yeah. Go right now to Odd Shark. Bet Damian Harris for Super Bowl MVP. The Pats are going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. Sony Michelle has chronic knee issues. Yeah. You. What What are the odds Tony Michelle gets injured before the Super Bowl? Like thirty percent, twenty percent. I'd put it probably like it's thirty not, to it's forty. Not a low number. It's not a. It's not a zero. It's not zero. The dude's, the dude's been way. injured every year of his life. Yep. Um. They've already shown that they don't want to make James White the early down back. Mm-hmm. How, I feel like it's there's a non-zero possibility where Sony gets injured. And you see Damian Harris in the Super Bowl get like 25 carries for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. He goes full Jonas Gregg. Uh, that's my that's my Super Bowl MVP bet right now. Probably at, you probably get like a thousand one. Yeah, put ten dollars down. You're yeah. looking rich money. Um, so yeah, it's been a couple of trades since the last podcast. We'll really quickly recap them. Uh, last week would have been what the thirtieth. We did the thing on. Yeah. Did you and oh right because you did the Odell Beckham trade. We already talked about that one, but we yeah. didn't talk about Fournette. No, so that Odell Beckham trade. Um, you don't, you didn't happened. like the Fournette trade, so go for it. Did we? Oh, we didn't do this one, so we're gonna go through first. Um, uh, the trade of the week, obviously, is between me and Adam. Uh, I traded away a third <laughs> round pick from Adam, which could legitimately be the last rookie pick for Reggie Bonafone. Um, you know what? <laughs> Why not send him for a lottery ticket? He's been sitting on my bench as a lottery ticket. I got one for next year. Uh, CMC's look too good. If he gets injured and I miss out, that's fine. Um, but getting a third, whatever. Uh, this one is between Lindsay and Jacob, and it was a big one. Wow. So, Jacob received Sammy Watkins, Leonard Fournette, Will Disley. Well, let's just make this the one deal. Remember, because it was right. Lindsay's fuck up. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, Jacob, can you recap it then? Because you know it better. Um, so, I got here. I'll, I'll just quickly find it. Okay. So, if we exclude the little correction deal, mm-hmm. I got Leonard Fournette. Big Montana. Yep. Jay Ja. Yep. Um, the Packers D, because he needed to drop a player. Okay. Um, and a 2021 first. First. Yep. That was Brad's. Yep. And then I gave him um, Odell Beckham, 
Marlon Mack, Alexander Madison, and Irv Smith Jr. So if we cut out the lesser pieces, um, basically it comes down yeah, to... Yeah, break it down for me, how you see it. Ba- like, let's let's cut out the Irv Smiths, Will Disleys, Jay Jaws, and Madison. Well, even that, sorry, I have some issues with that, but we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, but, like, so basically it comes down to um, Beckham yeah. for Fournette. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which I will point out that, you know what, I am high on Fournette. I think he's a league winner this year. Um, have a couple of shares of him and definitely happy I have him. He's just he's just getting so much volume. So basic, basically it's Beckham and Mac for Fournette and Brad's 2021 first. Yeah, is, and, is I don't mind, deal. and I don't mind Mac, Mac for that 2021 first. If you're trying to win now, I'd rather have him just to have some depth in that first. But whatever. Sure. Yeah, but I wasn't getting Fournette without giving him a running back. Fair. Right. Yeah. And then the deal was, like, I could have gotten another player, like a Sammy Watkins whatever, but, yeah. like, I don't really need a, a sixth or seventh receiver, yeah. so I'd rather have the pick, because yeah. I, I had shed a ton of picks. Did you, you ended up giving him back Sammy, right? Yeah, but, so I ended up giving him back Sammy to trade it from Habib's 2021 yeah. first to Brad's 2021 right. first, which, no offense. <laughs> my In our draft, opinion. My poor draft picks are just getting passed around, I don't even get to use them. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Fear Your Exes, you're right. Jim, man. Um, ba- basic, like... Do, do, do you have any major comments on Disley like, and J-Jaw for yeah. Madison and Irv Smith? Yeah, so here's my big issue is that, like, I'm big on J-Jaw. Obviously, he's an eagle. I love him. I think he's going to be a good piece to our offense in the future. Um, so I definitely think he's good. But have you watched the Vikings? Yes, Madison, I have Cousins and Stephon Diggs. Madison every one of their games. is the best handcuff, handcuff in fantasy. I agree. He's honestly an extremely good running back regardless of handcuff. So I think that he, sooner than later, is a starting running back in the NFL. Um, I probably, well, I agree with the first two. I don't know if I agree with the second I, one. I think he thing. has infinite, well, not infinitely, but he has significantly more value than J-Jaw. I agree. And so oh, well, not that, significantly. I think he has more value. I think he has significant, like, you well, look I, at him. I'll ask you, this, do you, is Deshaun Jackson on the Eagles next year? No. Is Alshon Jeffrey on the Eagles next yes. year? Yes. Okay, so then we disagree on that. Because yeah. if neither of those two are on the Eagles next then year, J-Jaw's then J-Jaw's a top 30 wide receiver yeah. because all that's left is him and Nelson Aguilar doesn't really gross. exist. So at that point... Garbage. Yeah, at that point, at that point I get it because even, J- even if Jackson leaves, like I can see J-Jaw getting more playtime next year for sure. Um, but there's, there's I, no I think, at least two of. Can we agree yeah. on that? Out of Aguilar, Deshaun, yeah. and Alshon Jeffrey, two there's of them no way that at, least, that at least two of them are off the team no. next year. Yeah. So then Jay Jaws in the starting lineup. Yeah, and I, but I still Lentz. think yeah, and I but I still think Madison has more value. Fine, you convinced me down from significantly to but Madison. Is I still agree, Madison's better. Yeah. But on top of that, I don't think Will Disley plays again. Unfortunately, he's had like he might he oh. might play, but he's never going to be that guy. He's he was. a twenty three year old tight end with putting two, up top five numbers well, before with, he with two of the most Those severe injuries you yeah. can have. I'm not, I'm not banking on him being a top he five was, tight end. Are we banking on Irv Smith being a top five I tight end? I think that Irv Smith... Like maybe. Who even knows Irv even Smith still, I think that Disley... Like, those are two... What was it last year? This year was his Achilles. Achilles last year was his... I don't want to say it was... Was it his ACL? I didn't want to say it was. Yeah. Like, ACL and Achilles... That just leaves me sick in my stomach for the guy. AC, ACL is like, honestly whatever at this point. It's, it's, at this well, point, have you seen Cooper Cup play this season? Matt, he looks really you know worse what? for wear with that torn yeah. ACL. Yeah. You know what? I don't. <laughs> like, uh, Delvin Cook's torn. Deshaun Watson's torn two ACLs. Matt, I wish like, I could play you. Okay. I wish I could play the Big Montana drop because I love Will Disley and Big Montana. But I just think Irv Smith 
has the future, and I don't see after those injuries Will Disley having a future. And that's and that's my thought is that uh, Habib tried to pawn Will Disley off to me, and I was just like, I don't like. He does nothing for me this year. He does. I mean, not like Irv Smith's doing anything for you this year, but I just don't see a world in where Will Disley is a top twelve fantasy relevant tight end for more than maybe one. What? Like He's I twenty three. I would, but again, those are two major injuries that eventually I think the tight end position too. It makes it a little bit tougher because it's a little bit more all over like rough and tumble. And I can see him not finishing. Jimmy Graham scored fourteen touchdowns two years after a patella tendon injury, which is literally the hardest injury to come back yeah. from in football. But I can just see, and but he was also the best tight end that was out there at the time. Like he was fighting with. Gronk and well, he wasn't yeah. fighting with Hernandez because nobody fought with him unless he wanted to die. Um, but like, I guess the what I'm saying is like, look, I think Irv Smith is going to be good. My head there. I think Irv Smith's going to be good, but like realistically, like Irv Smith was a throw-in in a deal that was all about getting a 2020 draft pick, and I was like, maybe she'll give me Irv Smith. Like, I've seen Will Disley be a top five tight end. Neither of them are helping me this year. Yeah. Like next year, do I think? If I'm going into the next year's draft, who would I rather have, Will Disley or Smith? Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I think it's at least equal. Yeah. Like, like, are the Seahawks in a draft on their tight end? Probably not. I can, But I can see a world where that happens. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and again, this is we're talking about futures. That was the part I didn't like. The rest of the draft, I was fine. I just I just felt like you gave the smaller pieces. Again, they're smaller pieces for a reason. I think you lost some value in there because Madison's a guy I have projected very high. And, like, I've, I've played like, Madison in a few leagues. Oh, like, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I would have preferred to do the trade without yeah. Madison and without Madison and Smith yeah. for Disley and J.J. Yeah. But, like, I have Fournette yeah. a very large margin ahead of OBJ. Yeah. I don't think they're comparable assets. No. We have one dude who's the number 29 wide receiver on the year yeah. and another dude who's the number five running back on the year. And like, if, that's, if that's the only way the trade goes through, fine. I get it, and that's and that's why I'm nitpicking this. And like, I'm not going to stop the trade think... I want to do because of freaking Irv Smith. Exactly. And so I think if that's the trade you want to do, uh, and I get it, and I think it is a win now move. Uh, I still have a lot of hope for OBJ. So if anybody wants to move OBJ, did you know that OBJ point? is the number 77 overall player in points per reception league? That's really depressing. Did you know um, that he has three less targets on the year than Jarvis Landry? So no. Um, so yeah, a couple of these now. Um, we have. Uh, we're gonna skip that one right now because I don't even find where the other one is of it. The but, lowest amount of points Leonard Fournette has scored in a league in a game this year is eleven point four. That's the lowest that he scored in a game. Do you want to know how many times Odell scored um, less oh, than eleven point four? Um, oh, or I should say, actually. He scored less than 11.4 three times yeah. in eight games. And then in one other game, he scored 11.6. Lovely. Um, so our next trade here was actually between Kieran and Tom before things got funky. And so... First um, trade all year I've hated yeah, Tom. Kieran sent... Uh, he sent uh, Austin Hooper, Gus Edwards, and a 2021 second. And in return, he got Marquise Brown, Brad, or, yeah, Tom's 2021 first, Brad's... 2021 second and Habib's 2021 third. Another one of my draft picks flying around. Right. <laughs> so I, I think let's, first X's. first things first. The Kieran for Hendo 2021 20 like the two seconds just cancel them out. I think Hendo's is personally a little bit more valuable, but that's just me because um, sure, I think Kieran's yeah, rebuilding a bit better. But the crux of this, I'm also is, tossing out Habib's 2021 third because that's, that's just and I'm like, fine with that too. Whatever. And I am <laughs> looking at all of this, and actually Kieran said, "Hey, what are your thoughts on this?" And so I gave it to him. And I like I kept very top level, and I said, "Where do you think Hooper is next year?" Jacob, I'll ask you the same question I asked him. Where do you see Hooper next year? So Hooper right now is my dynasty tight end seven. Okay. 
But no, where what team do you see him for next year? Wow. He's a free agent. They're oh, rebuilding, and they're going to tear that team down. Why would you not rebuild around a 25-year-old star tight end? How often? He's, how he's soon, the number one tight end in the league right now. So how soon is he going to be, is that team going to be relevant? I mean, do soon, you, they have Matt he, Ryan. He's not going anywhere. But I don't, know if, I don't know if Hooper ends up on that team next year. I see a plausible world where he signs with someone like Seattle. Okay, in, in the offseason, in which case he'll also be a top seven. Yes, yeah. like he's so, he's good. My, I I I hate but, this trade, but it's not because I think Cooper's but bad. Do you think Cooper also in a possible world signs with I don't know Miami throws a boatload of cash at him. Just think he's pretty good, but like you get my you get my point is that I can see a world in which he doesn't resign with the Falcons, and that uncertainty drags me down. You said you had him at seven. I I'm dynasty tight end seven. So and, and to me it's there's one. Which yeah. is Kittle, obviously, yeah. right? Nobody disagrees. Kittle's the no. number one dynasty tight end. Yeah. Then, He's then it's, it's like no Kittle. Deal. Then big gap. Yeah. Then it's six dudes that, frankly, I think you could put in any order. Yeah. Kelsey, yeah. which is a different guy because he's older. He's better than all the other ones now, but he's older. Yeah. Um, but I, I still put him at two. I put him higher in that. Six. I still put him two. Then I would put Henry three. And again, yeah. these three through seven, I think you could arrange in any order. But I yeah. put Henry three. I'm biased because I own him. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, I put Hooper at six. All right. So Henry three. Yeah. I'd put Mark Andrews at four. Okay. I'd put Evan Ingram at five. Okay. Um, I'd put Austin Hooper at six. Sorry, okay. and I put Darren Waller at seven. Okay. And so the only issues I have with that is one, um, Zach Ertz is still relevant for the next two three years. His tar- his numbers are going to go down. Zach Ertz there is, is, is there is, is an my out. Eight. Um, I think that the only ones in there, I have Andrews a lot lower. Uh, if you actually look at the snap numbers, I'm a little worried about him for long term. I don't like, care about snap numbers for tight ends. He has good routes, run numbers. Yeah. When he's not on the field, they run the ball. But so I don't really but, care no, if he's on the field. Even still, run they are. Just means he'll get injured. Lamar's less. numbers are going down. For passing numbers are going down. There's there's some concerns I have about Andrews, and I think Ertz is a little bit higher up. He's he's obviously he's the same thing as Kelsey. He's a bad Kelsey. So I have like Kelsey top end of that group, and I have Ertz at the bottom of the group, and the rest of them you can kind of fit. Oh, see, like Ertz is. Okay, but this, you this saw this week. Fight. You saw this week that Ertz. He's still relevant. It just, his numbers have been good. His targets have been good. His routes run have been good. Um, he just wasn't getting. He had major Andrews touchdown progression. Twenty-three-year-old, and so in his second year, who last week was the first game all year that he had less than seven targets. And by the he's way, special talent. And, Ertz is twenty-nine. And so that's the thing is, I'm not saying, and that's why I have Ertz at the low end of that group, but I have him. Above probably Andrews and the rest of the, or the rest, but the rest of them I have all above him. Like I agree with all those other ones. Uh, by the way, the one I have after Hooper is Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is going to take I would over put Dallas Ertz. Goddard ahead of Ertz. I not right now in the next two years. I still rather have Ertz next year. Yes, uh, there is an opt out clause in his contract that could get him out, but I think he's still like our Super Bowl. If, if they wanted, if they wanted to open, keep Ertz on the team long term, no, they don't want a tight end. The they round. don't want to keep him long term. I think he stays next year and they rework his contract, and he might have one more after that. But okay, I think so you'd rather have a guy who has one year that he's in his current but, situation before opting out at age thirty to go to another team instead of a twenty-three year old tight end playing for the second best quarterback in the NFL. He's not the second best quarterback in the NFL. He's, he's the second best, best fantasy no, quarterback he's in the NFL. In, he's unbelievable. I will give you a list of real life quarterbacks I'd rather have. I would rather have okay, real Booker. life Aaron Rodgers. Okay, McFarlane. Okay, I'd rather have Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh, 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 o
Um, but I asked him, where do you see Hooper? Even if you have to back to the trade, you have Hooper and number seven. Six, yeah. Um, like a 2021 first, would you trade that for the seventh tight end? Sixth no, tight end? I'll put it this way. I wouldn't have traded Marquise Brown for Hooper straight up. Mm-hmm. Forget the pick. Yeah. To me, Marquise Brown, I have ranked inside my top 20 dynasty wide receivers. Yeah. I'd rather have a top 20 dynasty wide receiver than a top six tight end. Yep. And so the, the pick, however much you value picks, I don't even think that there should have been a pick. Yep. At first. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I'm a big Marquise guy. He, he's looking good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge numbers guy, but yeah, he's looking good. We do way too much numbers. Like way, he's a, way too much. Like numbers. he's a rookie. Just, that's that's math like, is not my strong. <laughs> I guess look at the receivers around him. Yeah. This is why I'm big on Andrews. There's no one else. Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. Yeah. After that, it's like name. Sorry, pause. Name another Ravens wide receiver. Oh Jesus! And you're best <laughs> friends with a Ravens fan. I I don't give a shit about the Ravens. No, so. but like, who do you hear Tom rave about? Marquise. I think is Willie Sneed still there? Yeah, they, they decided to he a nine million dollar contract. Right, yeah. I remember hearing that. Uh, oh, Sneed, hear. Miles Boykin. Oh, I forgot about Boykin. Seth Boykin. Roberts. Was um, he used to be an Oakland Raider? Oakland. Hey. Um, Nick Boyle at tight end. Hayden Hurst, who they took ahead of Lamar Jackson. Hayden Hurst is um, be. like uh, it's just Hurst it's a bunch is the reason of, why I'm worried about Andrews. It's a way. it's a bunch of Jags. Yeah, Hurst is an just, H back. He's and I agree. And I agree with all those. So that's the biggest issue here is that you overpaid Tom. Like you severely overpaid on this. Um, hurrying up because we're almost at an hour and a half. Tom likes tight ends. Tom does like tight ends. And hey, you know what he likes? You know yeah. what he likes about tight ends? He, he likes tight ends a lot. He also values backup yeah. quarterbacks. You just saw a tweet about that, by the way. That's why he wants a top three tight end. Right. Because I, I by the way, record, we'll just I did talk to Tom about this, yeah. and I was like, Tom, dude, I always like your trades. Yeah. I hate this one. Yeah. And the dude loves Hooper. Yeah. Um, he thinks Hooper's a star. Big fan of Gus Edwards. Like I like Gus the bus. As much as the next guy. Uh, Gus has, um, I believe, eight targets in his career. I mean, yeah, but he runs the ball, man. Uh, next <laughs> one, um, real quick. Jacob and Jameson did a Kenny Stills, Allen Robinson, and Jameson seconds in 2020. Sorry, yeah, Kenny Bills. Money, money, Kenny money, Bill. money. For Mike Williams, Curtis Samuel, and a second of Tom's in 2021. First off, I hate this because Jameson's rebuilding and he traded a 2021 for a 20. The 20 class is better than the 21 class. You've heard me bitch about that all this time. I would rather have those picks. So, number one, you win on the pick. Okay? Number two. Don't even consider the pick. There's zero chance that pick's on my team in two weeks. No, but even still, just Jameson, why would you trade away your 2022nd, right. which is... Well, you got two younger receivers. Which is the 14th overall pick. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for Jameson here because he, he mentioned me in his rationale. His idea is, frankly, similar to what Brad just said. Like in terms of how to build for the future, he would rather have young players that have proven it a little bit and might yep. project into something than picks. Yep. So, like, if you're not a big picks guy, but you recognize you still want to build young, Curtis Samuel and Mike Williams are two good young guys to build with. And I don't mind that, but was the picks what sold you? Well, I I want I, did, I wouldn't do the picks just straight. Would you do, do the, the, no, 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 would you do the trade without the picks? Well, well, no, that's why I asked okay. for picks. Okay, fine. Then that's then that's whatever, because I get that. Because I did like his Mike Williams, Curtis Samuel over Robinson and Stills. I think Robinson Stills help more this year than they do in the future. Yeah, well, the, I only Stills isn't anything. Stills is because I have Will Fuller. Yeah. Um, and, like, Will Fuller likes nothing. Like, if Will Fuller had to choose between a threesome and pulling a hamstring, he would yeah. still choose pulling a hamstring. Um, there's yeah. nothing he likes more than pulling hamstrings. True story. Um, so, like, I, I can't have Will Fuller without... Kenny Sills with Will Fuller Insurance. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I've i since learned that I think I'm the highest person in the world on A-Rob. I have him as my wide receiver 16 in Dynasty. Wow. 
Um, and like apparently he looks like good. I, he's 26. He seems like he's 30. He's 26. Yeah. And he his quarterback situation literally can't get worse. Like and he looks Trubisky great with the Jags. Or we'll get a new quarterback. Great. Did you know he used to play for the Jags? Did you Who? know that? Robinson. Uh, Robinson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like he was so good with no, the Jags. Like, yeah. He's wide receiver 16 with a quarterback that looks like a trash can. Yeah. So like. Either Trubisky gets better, or they get a new, or they get a better quarterback. Those are the only two options. Yeah. It, it can't stay like this forever. So how is Arab not? Can you imagine if they draft Burrow? That'd be fantastic. Well, they can't do that. They don't have a pick. They traded it for Kalani. Oh, tra- All right, that's this year. That's first. It was last year's and this year's. Oh, okay. Josh Jacobs plus this year's. All right. Well, uh, moving on quick. Uh, Tom and Jameson made a trade. I will miss Curtis um, Samuel. Tom got Tom got Todd Gurley, Jordan Howard, Mikkel Hardman for Tevon Coleman. Uh, Chris Conley, Gus Edwards, Hunter Renthrow, uh, and some second-round picks. One of yours, again, moving around. <laughs> Fuck, you weren't <laughs> kidding, man. Yeah, you that, weren't kidding. That's what I was saying. Um, you know what? Again, this is a straight win-win, I think. Yeah, um, this one's mutually beneficial. Jameson wanted to get younger, wanted to get better. I think Coleman's a good young running back. Jordan Howard, as much as he's looked great Howard for the Eagles. Howard really doesn't do anything for Jameson. Yeah, not they in the future. Mikkel Hardman's a tough piece to lose, but um, those picks look good. I think they're going to turn out to be more valuable than um, Howard. Yeah, Mikkel Hardman's got some. It would be nice just because he's on the Chiefs and he's youngish. Sure. The so unfortunate thing for Mikkel Hardman, few years, I don't think. The, the unfortunate thing for him is that a little-known skill set required to be a wide receiver in the NFL is, is catching balls. Yeah. And he's bad at that. Yeah. Um, so I don't like him. No. <laughs> I owned him, and I watched so many games of him dropping screen passes, and it made me want to have an aneurysm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I hate brutal. Like, I owned him in both leagues, and I always watch like, the he, games. He won't be relevant in, like, three years. I'm like, yeah. I was watching the games. I don't game, think like, he's relevant next year. Fuck. Have, there's so many other guys. He, over I mean, like, he, he started the year as a, th- like, I drafted him not because I liked him as a talent. I hated him as a prospect, but I looked at him as, like, he's... Coming out of training camp, he was getting rave reviews. He was the wide receiver three for Pat Mahomes behind a dude who's one child abuse away from suspension <laughs> and Sammy Watkins, who's the most injury-prone player to ever play in the NFL. So I'm like, I'll take him. Yep. And then, like, I watched him suck at football, get passed up by Demarcus Robinson, yep. get passed up by Byron Pringle. Like, who knew what Pringles. <laughs> um, so, like, no, he's bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, those are the trades. Then, of course, we had that weird uh, morality trade where Tom mm. traded Kieran and Kieran traded him back. Uh, we're not going to go into that. We talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, and that recaps the trades for this week. Uh, again, um, as a reminder, trade deadline is week 11. So, that means next week is the last week for trades. Um and be excited for that because that means Jacob's going to sell his entire roster again. It means you expect like 30 trades from Jacob for sure. All right. So I just really quickly want to do this one before we jump into I next week. I've got to keep up with Tom. Are you ready? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? You know what, Coach? We're uh, not going to listen to you, and we're going to talk briefly about playoffs. I uh, do a little quick playoff preview here. Um, just weekly now as we get into Week 10, just quickly look at the standings. Um, so starting in, of course, the U of M President's Division, um, Adam has a two-game lead over Jacob at 8-1. and one. Um, That means his magic number to clinch. Uh, based on his points for, he's got a 200-point lead yeah, on you. He'll, he'll, he'll he's probably going to get it, but he's probably his magic number to clinch is what, two? He wins two games. Uh, that would put him at ten and three. You'd win out. Yeah. Also putting you at ten three. So Adam's number. I do play him in week twelve, so that gives me like a slight chance. But yeah. Yeah. But ten and three, uh, it would go division record first. I don't know what your division records are. So Wait, his so it goes to division record first for the division, just for the division. That's not how it reflects in the standings right now. No, it's points for, but in ours, like I don't know how it is in there. 
but it goes well, to the division record. Update that. No, I will. I'm pretty because sure I don't they think have. Anyone there. knows that? No, it's. I said that on the podcast before, or in the chat. I said that recently. You that might want to re-up that for div- because I've been kay. assuming it's points four because that's how the system says it is. Then for the division, for the division leader, it goes by division record followed by points four. So then who's leading all of these divisions right now? Uh, which we'll get to in a second. I have to double check with the... Tom's beating me, but... Um, but is he beating you on division record? I know, for example, I know in my division... So we'll talk about the coaching squad division next. Habib and I are both five Doesn't and four. state the division record. Kieran is four and five. I know, that one's the one I have to probably do myself. I'll have to do the math. This is a this this lack of transparency right now. It's pretty simple. This is, this I've done the math. Right now. I, I hate the, If anybody wants to see the bylaws, they are right... Here on this tab, right there, I can pull That's them up whenever anybody wants. Where nobody's good. Good. Uh, I can show you. People over we can totally on this see tab. Right here. Habib, Habib, and I are both five and four. Kieran is one game back, four and five. Uh, I can tell you that that division, everyone is one and one. So our second set of division games is what's going to settle that, uh, which will also be important because Habib and I will play each other again. Um, so I think that one's going to be close. One of us obviously will make the playoffs, and I think the other two are still in it. Uh, the big rips division. Uh, Sid's at five and four. Marty's at four and five, and Trevor's doesn't exist. So uh, Sid and Chris uh, currently have a one game lead on Marty, um, and I believe Sid is two and zero oh in that division, and Marty is one and one. Um, good thing that Sid got that extra win there. All she needs to do then is uh, she wins against Trevor. Sid's so looking have the four that. seed, and I would love to stay on that five seed. Yeah. So uh, that means that. Sid and Marty, but if Marty beats Sid, that points four can come into play. Sid, Sid and I, uh, the funny thing is Sid and I play each other week 13. So we're going to play, I think we're going to play each other two weeks in a row. Yeah, so it could right be a now. big one. And so last but not least, the Stone Cold Pitches division, uh, where Brad is in second. Tom, every time I see IMBQ, I want to call him Brad because that would be there. But Tom what is in mean, first. IMBQ? It's uh, something about his, it's his gamer take too. You'd have to ask him. Tom, tell us what cool. IMBQ yeah. is for. It is his like gamer yeah. tag on like PlayStation oh, okay. and shit, but I've yeah. never actually known what it was. But yeah, uh, Tom and, and Brad are like fighting over, over that. Um, so real quick, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be um, the wild cards. I still think are going to come now. It looks like potentially from Jacob will get one of the wild cards, and then it'll be between whoever wins Brad and I's game this week. Probably get one sucks. I hate it. I should be a two C right now. Hey, have a bye. Depending <laughs> then on how you next gotta, few games go, I think. then it'll make you hate Adam right now. No, I hate you. Adam you didn't put me in his division. You did. Do you hate the, do you hate the Texans, Jags, and whoever else is irrelevant in the AFC South? The yes. Titans? That's the point. Is you're no, gonna I don't hate the hate Titans people. because they don't count as a team because we just destroy them twice a year. I appreciate the Titans. It's like starting every year with two wins. Yeah. So uh, I hate the Texans. Um, moving forward then, uh, we're going to finish this off here with a quick look ahead to the week. And I'm mad that I mimicked it in my own league. Oh, I thought it was great for that. But, by the way, man, my team in my league this year... So nice. Oh, I forgot to play the dinosaur oh. song when we did trades. Uh, Talk about we're just going to play it real quick to feel good. Holy what? hell. Look at, look at freaking Jeff's team just picked apart by trade. He has nothing left. He has nothing to begin with. Sorry, I just wanted to play that since we didn't have trade. actually made sense for him. He just didn't start. So okay, let's wait till after the podcast, uh, and we're going to end this off with a uh, week preview. So did a quick little look there. Uh, Brad, it looks like you've set your lineup and you are currently at a 31% chance to beat me. I'm going to take myself to beat you. Yeah, but don't trust those projections either, though. Like, I, I hate those projections. They're bullshit. They're not Projections bullshit. are terrible. Sleepers are awful. They're out. so bad. Like, There's been times where I've been j- projected like 20% and I've ended up winning. Uh, Who would you rather have, Tannehill or Garoppolo? Uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Uh, Kalen Balaj or Matt Breida? 
Um, Burita. David Mopportunity oh, or Frank Gore? Mopportunity. Uh, Tyree Killer or Emmanuel Sanders? Um, against that secondary, Sanders. Against Seattle secondary? It's awful. Okay. Did you uh, see Tyree Mike Kill Evans is, still completely nuclear on the uh, Tyree Kill uh, with what's his face back? Uh, DK Metcalf against Jameson Crowder. Tyree Kill going against Adderi Jackson's uh, Adderi Jackson's a tough matchup for him. Yeah. That's one of the fast, one of the two or three fastest cornerbacks in the whole league. I see. Um, DK Metcalf for Jameson Crowder. Um, again, based on matchup, Crowder. Yeah, uh, Chris Herndon or George Kittle. That's easy. Uh, obviously, Kittle. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Herndon looks. Michael good. Thomas or Zach Pascal. Oh, I'm going to Deontay though, Johnson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael, Michael Thomas well, or Zach sure, Pascal. Michael Thomas. Uh, Deontay Johnson or Jamal Williams. Uh, Williams by a uh, bit. Ted like Ginn Jr. or a stereotypical black name of Tyrell Williams. Definitely Tyrell, Tyrell. Williams. Uh, Kyler Murray or Matt Ryan. Uh, Kyler, but. You but got like three Matt of Ryan's those. Up the, the Bills against Cleveland, or the Saints Tampa. against. Also, no, Kyler Murray's player scored way more fantasy points than Matt Ryan this year. Yeah. Um, anyways, point is, um, Kyler is QB seven. Matt Ryan's fourteen right now. So you're taking are you taking Brad no, or me? I'm literally just saying this. I stats. just read that. So you know, Kyler Murray is QB seven. Matt Ryan's fourteen. Um, Jacob, who are you taking, Brad or me? Obviously, oh, we're taking ourselves. Uh, Brad, because I I gave him the edge on I think every Most one of those, but like three. Uh, Jacob is in the game of the week. How do you For feel? the first time all season, it's nice to finally be noticed. Yeah, you, currently this projections have it at 155 to 157. This is a 50-50 game, and I think it is going to be a 50-50 game. Um, I'll say one thing. like His matchups suck, and mine don't. So, so I, I feel confident this week. Uh, it's going to be His a team's better, game. but my matchups are better. You know what? I'm rooting for you. So I'm going to pick you Here's my because pitch. I need you to win. Russell Wilson against San Fran. That's a shit matchup. Yeah. Dalvin Cook against Dallas. Not a good matchup. Mac against Miami is good, I guess, but um, he can run for 200 yards legitimately. No, like they'll 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 put in Wilkins if they get up yeah. ahead. Uh, Watkins against Tennessee is a bad matchup. Juju against Jalen Ramsey, he's going to do nothing. Travis Kelsey against Tennessee, that's a good matchup for tight ends because Kenny Vaccaro's bad. Um, John Brown going against Denzel Ward, bad matchup. Devontae Adams against James Bradbury, bad matchup. Ogil Beckham Jr. against Tredavious White, terrible matchup. Okay, so we're good. So you're saying that you're going to win. I'm 100% saying I'm going to win. I'm, okay. just, I'm showing off my knowledge of NFL oh, cornerbacks. Uh, next matchup here. By the way, uh, I called that Sid would go. Uh, would have a better record than Marty when we looked at this two weeks ago, and Sid does have a better record than Marty. You said they were both going to win, too. Sid got a win. I was proud of that. Good for, um, good for her. Sid beat Tom. Um, they both lost to Brad. Uh-huh. Uh, but Sid is up against Coco and our team IR. Um, I don't think Sid's completely set the lineup and is already the favorite here. I'm going to take Sid. Um, I'm um, no, she has set the lineup. Has she? Yeah. Um, and oh, sorry. She has Jalen Rashard in there. I hope that's not actually. Don't get me wrong. I am Rashard. desperately che- – uh, Coco's not fully set her lineup because she has the Patriots on by. Patriots D. Um, oh. Don't get me wrong. I am 100% cheering for Sid because I don't want Do you think Coco, Coco to, to make a playoffs because I have her draft pick. I am picking Coco. David Johnson's back. AJ Green's back. She's no longer Team IR. Do you think she's gonna? Do you think she sneaks into playoffs? Like it's kind of possible. Her team just got good all of a sudden. Her schedule is not that intimidating. She has Sid this week. She has Marty in week eleven. Then in week eleven, or we sorry, week twelve, she has Kieran, and then week thirteen she has Adam. So that's not gonna happen. But like she could w- conceivably win these next three, or at least two of them. She could finish eight and six or eight and five. Yeah, it's that's possible. a legitimate possibility. Wow. Uh, wow. So uh, yeah, what are you taking, Sid? Or are you taking Coco? Um, I'll take Sid. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, she looks better. Yeah. Uh, Brad or not Brad? Fuck, this IMB keeps throwing me off every time. Yeah. Tom's playing Kieran. Uh, 
Tom's projected to put up 174.5. Everyone's off by. I know you don't like the projections, but that number alone. Uh, that's also assuming Le'Veon Bell plays, which I think is a big assumption. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm still taking Tom. Yeah, you're taking Tom. I'm taking Tom. I, <laughs> for the sake that I need Tom to lose, I'm taking Kieran because yeah. I need him. I need Tom to lose. Yeah. So are you hoping <laughs> for Kieran, or are you actually think Kieran will win? I think I'll pull it out. No, based I, on <laughs> based on just yeah, I need him to win. Uh, next up, <laughs> we've like got go so Kieran, Kieran, make some trades, make here it happen. But you um, need to win. Here, here I'll, I'll, I'll just let you know at the end of the roster. Kieran's worst two flex plays are James Washington and Darius Slayton. Um, whereas that would go up against Chris Carson and um, Austin Hooper. <laughs> I'm not feeling good about it, but hey, <laughs> miracles happen. Uh, miracles happen. Next up, roll the tanks out. We've got the tank bull. It's Trevor at 0-9 against Jameson at 2-7. Well, Trevor hasn't said this might be the game of the week. I think like uh, I'm taking Miami Trevor. You know what, Nobody Trevor? I think his team's going to suck this week. They're going to do terribly, and I'm taking Trevor to win. Uh, Trevor hasn't set up his lineup, and I think he's got a chance. Uh, no. Uh, You're taking Jameson? Because Trevor's team is I'll awful. take Trevor, because I'm pulling for him. He needs to get that win. Yeah. I, I think he's, at, he's this point, at this point, I'm feeling pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Marty at 4-5 and five, taking on Adam. It's 8-1. and one. I got Adam. Like, even if Marty sets his lineup, I don't think it's close. Uh, probably not. No. Wait, what's Adam's buy situation? Why is, why is the projection so low? Oh, he has Brady on buy. Connor might be out injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is yeah. going to be out injured. He's like 98% sure he's going to be out injured. No, That's what the report was today. Yeah, the report is, I don't think he's in. He I would optimistic. love... Tomlin said he's optimistic that he He's plays. not playing. I'll put, I would bet that. I'll take a water well, bet on that. All I'm going to say about that match is Marty Luba. <laughs> just lube up. Awesome. So that is our that is our week preview here. Um, with Brad here, we are at an hour and forty minutes. I've got places to be, people to see. Sid is probably pissed at me because I was supposed to go get her at ten. So uh, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, it's an hour and forty minutes. Jacob, do you have a rant to end this thing off? Um, I feel like I ranted enough about Marty. Yeah. Um, Brad, do you have anything you want to rant about fantasy football relevance? I no. I give you the floor here. Doesn't have to be fantasy football relevant. No. You rant about lube. I, <laughs> Loops great. That, that, you can, why don't you just rant about why you hate our that's podcast? That's a whole other, rant about that. It's not you so much hate it. Podcast this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much hate it. It's just I think there's a lot of hate that no that you don't really understand kind of where my process comes from, and it's actually worked out. You know, most of the time you guys have picked against me, so I've, I've, I've got, always I've got picked the your wins. team to win. Well, and then sometimes you bash on the trades, but the trades end up working in my favor still. So. I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do a serious question. I've got a quick question. Do you not wish right now? Okay, save it for after. (laughs) You want it now? You want it on? We'll finish on the rant. Okay. Okay. Uh, Two questions. One, do you not wish right now, going into the home stretch, that you you had Alvin Kamara, Christian Kirk, Julio Jones, like still on your team? With the players I got instead of Thielen and Ryan and. Uh, who who else? I'll be happy uh, with Ryan because it's it definitely a step up from what I had. So I'm I'm happy with that. Well, we're gonna see how it works. I'm, I'm happy with what I got, and I think it's gonna work out. If not, I gave it a shot. Last thing, you always you you uh you you question our homerism on our teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrible. This, this is your chance. Take take rip rip either uh, opinion that we have or our teams or. One one thing you have the floor. Go and rip whatever you want to do about our teams. Well, it's just 
you're going through and saying, hey, well, this this team is not very good. It's not very good. But my team, I think my team is drafted really, really well. And it's just it's just more of that. Like, well, come with specifics. <laughs> what what about I, our I'm, teams is bad? It, no, his team's good. He's saying my, my team's. I'm not saying my team's like fantastic. Like it's going to be a top contender. Like look at Adam's team, ridiculous. Like I'm not going to beat that at all. And he beat me pretty bad. So, but I think it could compete right now, and maybe I'll get lucky. That's that's pretty much it. Like I'm not saying my team's like super good. It's not super bad, but it's 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 kind of okay. It it get it's gonna it's gonna do a you know decent job. Awesome. So I'm going to get this trap up. We're going to do our one-minute rant of the week here. I, I got a subject I'm passionate about here, and I think you guys will both agree. So we get one minute on the clock here, and we're going to talk real quick about onside kicks. Onside kicks are fucked this year. The fact oh, that the yeah. NFL changed the rules and that you no longer get a running start when you're getting on any kind of kickoff has meant that offside kicks are the most boring play in football. There needs to be a massive change to the NFL rules, and they need to go with this great idea that you hear the commentators talk about all the time. One 15-yard play, the quote-unquote yes. two-point conversion of onside kicks. You got one play, you need 15 yards. If you get that 15 yards, you get to keep the ball. Simple. It's 4th and 15 from whatever yard line you want to say it's from, and you get the ball, you run your one play. Man, if your team was on that and that's how you had to keep going, like, you give Patrick Mahomes that ball and it's a close game and they're down one, that would be so much more fun than watching a terrible onside kick. I don't think one's been converted this entire year because of the rules being changed. There has been one. Chicago got one against New Orleans and gave Brad a lot of garbage points for Mr. Trubisky. Did they not? Was that this year that they changed where you can't overload the one side? It was, now it was last yeah. year. Yeah, and so like yeah. the whole oh, no, point. Sorry, this year was the one side. Last year was you can't get a running start. Yeah, yeah. and so you can't overload the one side, so you have to even out everybody. Yeah, and the rant sides. of this is we got to find a better way to deal with onside kicks because once you get up two scores and time's running out, I stop watching. So NFL, change that. Figure it out. Listen to our podcast and change that. Or just adopt the CFL timing rules, which are significantly better and allow for exciting games. Instead of you being only needing to get one first down to end a game when you have the ball with like three minutes left. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyways, that is all for this week. Um, as we like to say every single week, um, thank you for listening and thank you for enjoying. I know this is an hour and 45 minutes because Jacob had two drinks and rambled a little bit. But so, are we, are we ever going to actually keep track of who we pick? On these games, I'm going to listen back. I'm going to listen back. We should maybe we should do, do that. that. Otherwise, we're just oh. baselessly picking it of the sun. Yeah, no, we're going to do a bit more of that. Um, and the ironic thing is, I swear to God, I I think I pick Brad every single week except for one. Yeah. And Brad always is like, "Oh, Jacob, he's be on the podcast." I always pick you in every game. Yeah, I didn't so, say Jacob uh, specifically. It's so yeah, as we say every week, uh, enjoy your week. Good luck in your fantasy football games. Except for fuck you, Brad Henderson. I hope you lose this you're week. Fu- you're fucking fu- going down. Fuck the uh, fuck the Dallas Cowboys because you know there's nothing I like to do more than cheer against them. Uh, my um, Super Bowl bet looking better and better. Dallas Cowboys about 1996. Remember that. We change the clock back. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, got one last thing. Say clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs>